This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Wednesday, September 8th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The Delaware Valley is facing the threat of more severe weather as the area continues to clean up from the damage left behind by tornadoes and flooding that came as remnants of Ida moved through. Exactly a week after showers from Ida began, the area is expecting to uh, begin, expected to begin seeing even more rain. The National Weather Service issued a flash flood watch for parts of Pennsylvania and northern New Jersey beginning at 4 p.m. Wednesday and extending through 2 a.m. Thursday morning. Throughout this summer, I've been bombarded with flash flood warnings. Yeah. Like, like it seems every other day you're Mm -hmm. getting a flash flood warning. All of the Pennsylvania counties in the Delaware Valley and parts of the Lehigh Valley are included in the flash flood watch. Mercer County is the southernmost New Jersey county in the watch area. Storms are expected to begin popping up to the north and west of Philadelphia at about 5 p.m. Wednesday. The heaviest rain and storms are expected to move in around 9 p.m. Strong to severe thunderstorms are forecast to arrive late Wednesday night and into Thursday morning with the main threats from the storm being heavy rain, rain and damaging winds. We may experience heavy lightning and some hail and the possibility of an isolated tornado. The National Weather Service says saturation of the ground from last week's storms will increase the potential for flash flooding, especially in the flood-prone areas and low-lying areas. A brief heavy rain of one to two inches an hour is possible. A magnitude 7.0 earthquake struck near the Mexico resort city of Acapulco late Tuesday, according to the USGS. The quake hit at about 647, less than 10 minutes, uh, sorry, less than 10 miles north of Acapulco. Uh, authorities were investigating for potential structural damage and injuries. The shaking was felt in Mexico City, more than 200 miles north of the epicenter. Video from a wrestling arena in the capital shows the building shaking and an announcer warning the audience not to run. The United States National Weather Service warned that that tsunami waves are possible on the coast up to 186 miles from the epicenter. The mayor of Acapulco, uh, Adelina, uh, I'm sorry, Adela Roman, said there were many gas leaks as well as some landslides and some fallen walls, but so far no reports of casualties. In Mexico City, the ground shook for nearly a minute in some parts of the capital, but was, was less evident in other parts. Some people evacuated their buildings briefly, but most quickly went back inside as it was a rainy night. Mexico City authorities said there were no reports of significant damage in the city, though, uh, the, they said electricity was knocked out in some neighborhoods. Do you think uh, the warning not to run has ever worked? Oh, my God, right? <laughs> like, if I heard don't run, I'd be like, run! Yeah, right? <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> They're telling us not to run because there's a reason to run! <laughs> yeah, seriously. But then the opposite would not work if you yell run. Run! And so you're kind of screwed. Yeah, yeah, come on. I'm not running. I've I'm seen not going to run. I've painted for these seats. Yeah. Run my ass. As millions of students head back to school, health officials say the United States is facing its most concerning surge yet. Hundreds of thousands of American children are now testing positive for COVID-19 every week. According to a newly released weekly report from the American Academy of Pediatrics and the Children's Hospital Association, students and staff will be wearing masks as mandated for schools across New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Delaware. Health officials report that nearly 252,000 American children tested positive for COVID-19 last week, marking the single 
single highest week on record for pediatric infections. The Academy of Pediatrics and the Children's Hospital Association noted that at this time, severe illness due to COVID-19 remains uncommon among children. Mask mandates have not been without controversy in Pennsylvania. Some lawmakers and parents plan to sue uh, the Wolf administration, alleging that the acting health secretary, Allison Beam, does not have the authority to mandate masks in schools. Some GOP leaders have argued this is the governor's way of getting around newly approved constitutional amendments limiting his emergency powers. In sports this morning... And the Phillies lost to the Brewers last night in Milwaukee, 10-0. Eric Lauer allowed four hits in seven innings and led the Brewers to the win. The Phillies fell two and a half games behind the National League East leading Atlanta Braves, who beat the Washington Nationals 8-5. The series in Milwaukee wraps up tonight, and Kyle Gibson gets the start. Game time is at 7.40. After a 14-month delay, the 2020 Basketball Hall of Fame class headlined by Derek Jeter. Will baseball. Baseball. What did yeah. I say? Basketball. Baseball but Hall of Derek Fame. Jeter is so talented. He's God. so, he so good. So many sports. This guy is Equally amazing. as good on the court. He yeah. doesn't even play the game, and they no. just can't. They uh, just put him in there. That's why are we even dawdling? Give it to him already. All right, I'm starting over. After 14 <laughs> oh, months Oh, look in the basket. There's an Oscar, too. The 2020 Baseball Hall of Fame class, headlined by Derek Jeter, will be inducted in Cooperstown. Jeter will have his plaque unveiled alongside Colorado Rockies star Larry Walker, veteran committee selectee Ted Simmons, the longtime St. Louis Cardinals catcher, and Marvin Miller, the groundbreaking labor leader. The class of 2021 inductees would have joined them, but there were no Hall of Famers elected in the most recent cycle. The ceremony will begin at 1.30 this afternoon and will be aired live on the MLB Network and MLB.com. And in college basketball, Hall of Fame Herb McGee announced that he will retire as the head coach of the Thomas Jefferson University Rams at the end of the upcoming 2022 season. Over his career of 53 seasons, he became one of the greatest college basketball coaches in history and the all-time NCAA Division II wins leader. McGee is second all-time in NCAA victories, trailing only Duke's Mike Krzyzewski, who also will retire after the upcoming season. McGee is also the only basketball coach to have achieved that many wins all at his alma mater. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks so much, Kathy. So we have a lot going on the program today. It's a Wednesday, so Fox Good Day. We'll do that thing around 7.55. Uh, we also have two announcements, one coming at 8 a.m. and one after 10 or so, and they're both Really important and something you will want to know about and be a part of. So don't miss those. Make sure you stay with us because some of those are quite time sensitive. Yes. And we also have a guest on the program. Sarah Kayleen will be on. She is a true crime reporter and uh, does this really cool, uh, these cool features about true crime stories. Yes. We've had her on before and she has two shows coming up. Uh, September 8th and 15th. Do we know where those are going to be? It doesn't say here on my we don't. little info sheet. We'll right, find we'll, out. We will find out. So Sarah's going to be joining us this morning. We also have a secret text word. We have your chance uh, to win a pair of tickets, and it says the best seats in the house to see Breaking Benjamin with Papa Roach. Wow. And Memphis May Fire uh, at the pavilion at Montage Mountain. Oh, nice. Um, this is going to be Saturday, September 18th, so a week from this coming Saturday. Some great concerts up there on Montage Mountain. <laughs> and uh, all you have to do is sex word secret to 39333, and you just might win those. A little road trip show for you there. 
Uh, so get on it, and we'll send a word to you, and we'll ask you to call in the name of that word, and the designated caller gets tickets, and we'll grab a random texture as well and give away another pair of tickets that way, too. So there you go. A lot happening on the program today. So make sure that you are with us for the extending of it all out to you on <laughs> exactly. the broadcast airwaves. That's what we, we do. We protrude out towards oh, you. And the A to Z. Yay! Yeah, mother effer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and actually, we're going to we're gonna come back with a song from a band that is actually played live at the Camp Out for Hunger, whom we were all blown away with. Oh, yeah. So when we return, we will have a song from them in the A to Z. Stick with us. We'll be right back in a moment. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them, too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. 93.3 WMMR presents Money Clips. Wow, we have a lot of clips. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money clip seven times a day. Weekdays at 8, 10, and noon, as well as 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. We'll play an audio clip from one of your favorite MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. And then give you a keyword. Text it to 45911. Or if you enter it at WMMR.com or our app, you'll also get entered for the grand prize. 10000 bucks. What the f***? See complete rules at WMMR.com. It's MMR's Money Clips from who else? 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wallet. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Stupid question. We got a pair of tickets to see Jim Gaffigan, the fun tour, uh, Sunday, September 19th, and that will be at the Met in Philadelphia. I saw, I was just scanning through some stuff, and I saw a picture of a raspberry. Mm. So I have a question that concerns raspberries. In 1985, what musician had a hit with a song that mentions a raspberry, that mentions raspberry in the title? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 215-263-WMMR. 1985 song uh, that uh, mentions raspberry in the title. Let's see if you know it's an easy one. 215-263-WMMR. Wednesday, September 8th, birthdays, while we await... Your answer include actress Heather Thomas. Yes, she was one of the uh, the two Heathers. Yeah. You had Heather Locklear and Heather Thomas. Now, fans of the movie Zapped yes. remember her uh, Academy Award winning performance. <laughs> Academy Award winning performance. Yeah. And of course, you remember when uh, Scott mm-hmm. Baio's character uh, popped her, her top open. Yes, he was. With he his mind. Telekinetic powers. Yes, it was a special moment. Uh, was she on uh, TJ Hooker? She was on. No, that was Heather Locklear. Uh, she was on Fall Guy. Oh, God, that's it. Yep, yep. And it was. They were the Heathers. Like, you had to, you kind of had to, you had to choose if you were a guy back then. Heather Thomas, Heather Locklear. Not as obvious a difference as, say, Ginger and Marianne, because they're, ooh, we're looking at a current picture. Uh, Blonde. She's uh, 64. Yeah, Blonde Bombshell. uh, Both of them were. One was a little more Girl Next Door, and the other one was a little bit more... Sex stuff. Yeah, Heather I kind of I leaned towards Heather Thomas and 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 Heather Locklear and had had a better career. Yes, uh, and was obviously stunning as well. But I kind of leaned toward that more modelly sexy look that Heather Thomas had. I mean, they were both perfect. Yes, and 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 obviously we both dated both of them. Yeah, of so, yeah. yeah. So uh, Heather Thomas is sixty four today. <laughs> 
Uh, Gaten Matarazzo. Oh. Uh, from Stranger Things. We were uh, supposed to have him on the show at one point, right? Yeah, uh, but his uh, his handlers, uh, he, he was in a band and they didn't want right. us to talk about uh, Stranger Things. So I said, that's impossible. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. even if, as much as we'd like to have him by, it's just not going to happen. So we passed on it. And, and, and the notion that we could talk about two things seemed elusive to them. Crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, so whatever. I don't necessarily blame him, but, uh, you know, he's... I blame his parents. He's great on that show. Uh, and we've got a fourth season coming up, which is very exciting. Uh, and he is 19 years old today. Um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, former child actor like uh, Gaten Matarazzo uh, from Home Improvement, of course. And so, he is 40 years old oh today. Man. He was a heartthrob. Yeah. Little, little girls and Tiger Beat and all that stuff. He was on the cover of all those magazines. Yep. Uh, so he turns the big 4-0 today. What was that movie where he's in a Santa Claus outfit? I uh, forgot the name of it. Yeah, but yeah, he, he was in one of the one of the holiday movies. Yeah, yeah. And I cannot remember what that was. Because, of course, Tim Allen was in the Santa Claus. He, he did his turn in the I Santa love movies. I movies. It they're fun. That. They're they fun. Are, yeah. yeah, they're really I, good. I don't remember... The second one as much, but I did really like the first one. The they third one is the one that third yeah. one's with Martin Short. Martin Short, sure, yeah. yeah, Jack Frost. I'll yeah. be home for Christmas. That's there it. it is. You know what the premise of that was? Of Jonathan Taylor Thomas's "I'll Be Home for Christmas." It's no, a, he yeah, coming home for Christmas. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. Uh, so happy big four zero to him, <laughs> wow. and happy big five zero to David Arquette. Wow, David Arquette turns fifty years old today. Huh. David Arquette is a solid actor. He's been he's had some troubled stuff going on throughout his life. Uh, most recently, he was doing like full blown wrestling, like backyard. He loves wrestling. Yeah. He loves wrestling, yeah. and um, that was his thing. What was the wrestling movie that he was in? Rumble. Oh, I um, love that movie. Ready to Rumble. It's horrible. I think it's, I it. I think it's Ready is to Rumble. <clears throat> Oliver Platt is in it. Yeah, yeah him and he Scott plays Khan. the big the big wrestler. wrestler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think of what else I remember him that I actually liked him in. Because I've always been kind of like, eh. Scream? I never saw the Scream movies. Um, um, I, I remember him in Never Been Kissed. I thought he was pretty funny. In that. Right. He played the He played the, the older brother to her. Uh, and Isn't that crazy? Eight-legged freak. Exactly. He's in that. Yep. Uh, but I don't know much other than that. Uh, so he's 50 today. Uh, you also have, oh, my God. We were talking about her yesterday. It's Amy Mann's birthday today. <laughs> what? We just, on the playback press, and it was a whole Amy Mann segment. Oh, was it? Yes, it was. Uh, voices Carrie. Did we? Oh. You said voices. I said voices, and you said Carrie. It was a story about the human voice, and I said voices, and you just said Carrie. <laughs> and then we went down in Amy Mann rabbit hole, because she was in till Tuesday, and they had that song, Voices Carrie. She has a song called Wise Up. Uh, it's in the, featured in Magnolia. It's uh, it's not it, it's not really a toe tapper. Is that the one that everybody sings in yeah, the movie? Yeah, okay. it's an Amy Mann song, but it's an absolutely gorgeous song. Yeah, uh, Tom Cruise sings it, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, every, every character in the movie kind of sings along with it, but it's a beautiful song. There was a, a song she she's had a solo career, but it but it always just kind of it almost gets there, but doesn't quite. Uh, yeah. had, we had a song we played at, at WDRE when I was there called "I Should Have Known," and I really yes, liked it. It's a good song, uh, but it just kind of you know fizzled. Here's a bit of a friendship with her. He, he's uh, oh, hung really? out with her a couple of times. Yeah, interviewed her, and uh, apparently could not be a nicer person. Really willing to talk, and always remembers him when she comes to town. Nice. Uh, so she turns sixty one years old today. Uh, then you have actor Martin Freeman, yes, uh, who is in The Hobbit and also Love Actually, Black, Black Panther. Black Panther, yeah. uh, that is correct. Yep, he's great in Black Panther uh, and Sherlock as well is a show of his. He is he's also fifty years old today. 
Uh, we also have um, Brooke Burke. Well, what would you one. call her? A spokesmodel? Or yeah. A spokes- so she's one of the Brooks, Preston. We have yeah. Brooke Burke. And who's the other? Brooke Burns. Brooke Burns. Brooke, Burns. Mm-hmm. But Brooke Burke was on E! Right. For a long time. And Brooke Burns hosts game shows. And I think she's still... She was dancing with the stars for a while, too. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah she was yeah, yeah. like the, the backstage correspondent. And she was a Skechers spokesperson oh, for a she? while, so I remember. Is, you, you remember that? those shoes? Yes. They had the curved so shoes. stupid. Yeah. And then when they came out, I'm like, no, yeah. they don't. Matt Cord bought them. Yes. They were supposed to be like exercise <laughs> shoes. They were like giving you, you know. Do you know that Stephen kind of Hawking could walk before he bought those wow, shoes? Yeah, yeah, I they were supposed it. to be like, they were supposed to like. Uh, tone your butt. Tone your butt. Yep. Yeah. And Matt Cord loved them. He's like, yeah, I see a difference. I see a difference. You see nothing. You're convincing yourself. They did a, a complete test of those shoes. They did absolutely nothing. No, nope. they just made you walk funny. Yeah. Uh, Brooke Burke is also 50 years old today. That's Whoa. a triple right there. Ooh. And then the last birthday, I saved a local gal. I believe she's from Doylestown. It's Pinksburg. <laughs> What's that? I called Bill Dancy to this the other day. Uh, well, he said, let's don't get fancy, just get dancy. Yep. <laughs> I'm too school for cool. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, I'm moving. Uh, she's I, so cool. Like I, I love, love her, her, man. Yeah, right, Kath? Yeah. Uh, she, she's, like you said, cool is the right word. Yeah. Uh, she's, uh, she seems like she, she doesn't pull punches, uh, but she seems like somebody you could hang out with. Well, I couldn't hang out with her. She's way too cool for me. But, I know. Uh, but there's something about her that's yeah, like, pretty even, badass. There was like a couple of things. I forget. She posted a picture of her son and, uh, her son was naked and I forget what the, it was like the kid might've been feeding like a duck or I don't know. Like it was right. just a cute photo right. and she posted it and she, and you know, people gave her a hard time cause the kid had no clothes on and she was like. Sorry, I don't know. That was a cute photo. Like it just was like right. so real. Like she was like, I don't know. I guess I wasn't thinking. Like I just posted a picture of my kids. Yeah, Sorry. exactly. Sorry about that. <laughs> you know, she's also she's funny too because in the movie uh, Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping, uh, she sings a duet with uh, <laughs> with, with Andy Samberg. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's about his gay song. Is right? Yeah, he's like, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. <laughs> and what was the story recently where she uh, offered to pay the fines for that team that was in the yeah. handball team? In... No, it was um, volleyball. The volleyball yeah. team in the Olympics. Okay. Their um, outfits. Their outfits. Yeah. You're supposed to wear, like, the bikini, and the girls were like, we want to wear shorts like the guys, and they got fined for it. I think it. you're right, though, Nick. It was handball. I think it was handball. Yeah, yeah which is... is it, well, we played. We kept playing that clip when we were talking about it. Uh, but, yes, Kathy, she was like, I'll pay that, yeah. <laughs> which is totally cool. They looked like beach volleyball uniforms, Kathy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 yeah. very much so. <laughs> Uh, so, hey, Pink. Hey. Happy hey, birthday hey, to you. Hey. We love you. Want to be friends? Uh, she is 42 years old today. Hopefully she'll respond to that. Let's be friends. All right. We're going to go to the phone and see if we can get an answer to this. Uh, what artist had a hit with a song that mentions a raspberry in the title in 1985? And we will go to Luke for the answer. Yo, Luke, good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. No, we would just like to get an answer, sir. What song do I or what artist do I speak of? Prince, Raspberry Beret. Yeah, yeah. Prince. Great song. Yep, yeah. hang on just a second. La, 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 Lou. <laughs> For Luke, we have, we have tickets to see uh, Jim Gaffigan uh, the fun tour Sunday, September 19th at 7 p.m. at the Met Philadelphia. 
Uh, tickets for multiple Jim Gaffigan shows at the Met, September 17th, 18th, and 19th, are on sale now via Ticketmaster. Complete details at WMMR.com. It's definitely a sing-along tune. It absolutely is. Love it. All right, so entertainment stories. I got a lot for you. Uh, we'll start with this. Scott Disick and Amelia Gray Hamlin have officially split up. According to Us Weekly, Amelia was the one who ended things, an insider said. The 38-year-old Disick and the 20-year-old Hamlin Disgusting. were first linked in October, much to the horror of the social media observers who decreed their <laughs> age gap. Her parents reportedly had their doubts, too, but the pair seemed to be going strong until... A DM from Disick to Yunus Benjima was leaked by Benjima. Uh, oh, it, that Benjima. Disick had slammed his on-again, off-Courtney, uh, Kardashian, of course, ongoing PDA with boyfriend Travis Parker. She had posted a shot of herself wearing a T-shirt that read, Don't you have a girlfriend? But the split wasn't related to the message Scott said about Courtney, uh-huh. the source says. This breakup was coming regardless. Uh, a second insider says they're both taking it in stride. You know what? The parents, Elisa Renna and Harry Hamlin, handled it, I think, pretty well because they didn't come out at the beginning full-blown objecting because they knew that would only fortify her commitment to be with him. Mm-hmm. So they sort of let it deteriorate. And once they started to see punctures in the relationship, then they started being a little bit more candid about what they thought about Scott Disick. So she posted a shot on social media that read, uh, never settle for less, not with your jobs, your friends, and especially with your heart. Continue to seek what you are looking for and do not shrink yourself for the sake of other people. She's so wise. You deserve the best. Nick had pulled up uh, the Instagram account of uh, Lisa Renna and... Man, she blew up her lips again, big time. You remember she pat- oh, backed sh- off of that for a while? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But her body is outstanding. She's in phenomenal shape. She's, she's excellent one, shape. Here's the deal, Preston. She's one of the real housewives. Mm-hmm. So if you do not have kayaks for lips, you look like an anomaly. <laughs> I guess so, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you look like a freak. You look like she a freak. right back into it like and doesn't even care, and they're giant all of the time. Right. Oh, that's just I'd, love to, I'd love to have one episode where all those real housewives sit down and eat a lemon. Yes, the um, the unreal housewives. None of them. Yeah, I mean, I think us collectively hate that, uh, but there have to be people listening right now who Who love those lips. California, yeah, L.A. If you go there, Preston, you clearly remember when we went to that function, that industry function. We're at the W Hotel in Los Angeles, and if you looked around. There were a ton of people, like, even in the airport, mm. LAX. I, but, Casey, you're right. I would like to hear from, because I don't know a, a male who has ever said, oh, my gosh, her lips look amazing, all filled up like that. Right. Like, the women say it. Yeah. You know, like, I want that, or, oh, I, I like what she has. But I don't think I've ever heard someone say, wow, that's so attractive, that fake lip. Yeah. I think we're just dealing with it. Yeah. You know? I think we're just, yeah, they're going to be that way. <laughs> All right, anyhow, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll find out. We'll have to explore that at some point. Uh, Kylie, Kylie announced Tuesday on Instagram that she is pregnant with her second child. It's the uh, best way to work on a relationship. The 24-year-old is already a mother to three-year-old Stormy Webster. The minute-and-a-half-long Instagram video, which is captioned with a heart emoji, a pregnant belly emoji as well, begins with what appears to be a positive pregnancy test and then shows her and boyfriend Travis Scott taking their daughter to the doctor's office for Jenner's ultrasound. Also featured is what appears to be the moment that Kylie tells her mother, Chris, that she is pregnant 
Webster gives her uh, grandmother an envelope with photos of an ultrasound. And she writes, Stormy, we're going to have a baby. She says, Stormy, we're going to have a baby. Uh, And she says, this is one of the happiest days of my life. The video includes clips of Jenner's stomach, as well as what appear to be scenes from the star's 24th birthday, which was on August 10th. No other details were released. Uh, E.T. Online reported last month that Jenner was pregnant, uh, with one source telling them at the time that she loves being pregnant and enjoyed her last pregnancy out of the public eye. I'm online now. You're what? E.T. Online. E.T. is online now. Uh, So, the status of this relationship is that they are, uh, they're not solely, uh, they're not monogamous, right? They're, they're not married, but they see other people. Is that the last iteration that made the news? I guess. Yeah, that they, mm-hmm. they can be with other people, uh, but obviously this is something that they're doing as well. Yep. What do I it's like a hobby. The Webster, I didn't hear that name before. Is that her middle name? <clears throat> Uh, I, the babies, Stormy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This baby Stormy Webster, Gary hmm. Coleman, yeah. Jenner. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, she's pregnant again. Uh, Kendall Jenner and her NBA beau Devin Booker have taken their relationship to the next level. They celebrated their one-year anniversary on a romantic romantic trip to Italy Ooh. and shared outtakes on social media. Uh, the 25-year-old captioned the photos "Limoncello." Uh, Jenner can be seen lounging by the water with longtime friend Phi Cadra. Phi Cadra? Eating delicious pasta and, of course, taking a romantic sunset <laughs> stroll with Booker. Isn't, uh, isn't that Admiral Akbar's son? I yeah, think so. Phi Cadra. I always think it was something that, like, Sherlock Holmes would say, like, Phi Cadra. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer also Follow gave, the trail of Phi Cadra. gave him a shout-out on her Instagram story where she posted a photo of them embracing the water. No, embracing by the water. <laughs> I was like, I can't. I can't do that. I can't hug it. It keeps falling through my arms. Why did you make me hug the river? It's so stupid. It's what they do, man. They try to do the impossible. Uh-huh. All right, now kiss the clouds. <laughs> I can't. They're up too high. Uh, this was sad news because from the world of Tiger King, I actually liked this guy, Eric Cowie, yeah. one of the zookeepers featured on Tiger King, unfortunately has died. Law enforcement sources uh, say that Cowie's body was found Friday in New York City. Uh, apparently a friend found him face down in the bedroom of a residence after uh, a follow-up story. Uh, they found out that he was in town visiting a friend at her apartment uh, where he was found dead. Investigating officers learned that Eric used alcohol excessively and a large bottle of vodka was found at the scene. Uh, but they need to do toxicology tests uh, to find out exactly what happened. So this is a guy, I know I say the guy with the missing teeth, and you can say, okay, that doesn't really <laughs> yeah. tell me much. But he had really long hair. He was always wearing sunglasses. Aww. Yeah, right, yeah. we're looking at a picture yeah. of him. And, uh, and he had uh, several missing teeth. But he seemed to be... <laughs> One of the most genuine of the group yes. that really cared about the animals. That's what what, what I remember. He, and that's the reason he was there. He's like, I yeah. just want to spend time with these magnificent animals, you know? And wasn't he the one that sort of revealed some of the information, like the food that they were feeding them, where they were getting mm. it? The pizza, he was one of them. I think you're right. The pizzas that were made. I think he kind of, like, spoke the truth a little bit. Yeah, yeah. the food that they were serving was stuff that had been thrown out by other uh, other places. Uh, and, in fact, he was often cited as the head keeper of uh, Joe Exotic's Big Cats and even stuck around uh, to work at the zoo after Joe got thrown into prison. Uh, speaking of that, Cowie testified against Joe, saying that he'd seen Joe order some of the zoo animals to be shot and killed, which contributed to his conviction. 
Uh, Cowie said before showing up on Joe's doorstep, he was apparently at uh, the end of his rope. Uh, he admitted to uh, a one uh, a one time drinking problem, but denied any other drug use or addiction. Despite his appearance, uh, people had speculated that he might have used meth due to his bad teeth. Uh, but he shot that down and attributed it to old age. By the way, he was 53 when he died. It, it I'm 53. <laughs> I still have all my teeth. Right, yeah. Um, so anyhow, um, <laughs> yeah, funny enough, though, he got he got his teeth fixed uh, really nice post-Tiger King because I guess they got some money for that. Sure. Oh, we're looking at a picture of him post-Tiger King. He's got a fine set of chompers. Much better. Uh, like many other Tiger King stars, Cowie had run into some legal trouble, though. Uh, earlier this year, he got busted for DUI in Oklahoma following a car accident. He pleaded guilty and was supposed to be sentenced shortly thereafter. However, he never showed up to court. So an arrest warrant was issued. It was yeah. unclear where he had gone, but obviously he landed in the Big Apple. And unfortunately, he'd passed away at uh, 53. So we'll see if there's a follow-up to that. Britney Spears' father, Jamie Spears, has filed a petition to end her conservatorship after 13 years, marking a huge victory for Brittany in her years-long fight to regain control of her state and life. I wonder if this is this confuses her because she thinks, was I the one who's behind all this? In a court filing, Jamie directly references his daughter's testimony at court hearings over the summer, writing, Ms. Spears has told this court Ooh. that she wants control of her life back without the safety rails of a conservatorship. She wants to be able to make decisions regarding her own medical care, deciding when, where, and how often to get therapy. The petition goes on to acknowledge Britney's wishes to, quote, control the money she has made from her career and spend it without supervision or oversight and be able to get married and have a baby if she so chooses. In the filing, Jamie also admits uh, that Britney is entitled to have, quote, this court now seriously consider whether this conservatorship is no longer required. Britney's lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, said in a statement that this development marks a legal victory and vindication for the singer, while also noting that Mr. Spears believes that he can try to avoid accountability and justice, including sitting for a sworn deposition and answering other discovery under oath. Uh, Rosengart added that, quote, we will also continue to explore all options. But that's a, that is a big big uh, deal right there so, in her world. How good is this lawyer? Look at look at how quickly all this stuff happened yeah. after securing this lawyer. Everything she wanted has turned around in her favor. Yeah, yep, exactly. So, And the guy doesn't even have a cowboy hat. Uh, not at all. He's a non-cowboy hat yeah. lawyer. He's one of the few. Uh, so, Brielle Bierman. I had to look up who this person is. Uh, she is on a show called Don't Be Tardy. And Don't she be was tardy. also on E News, but the main reason I bring her up, so some people, she's she's got a career in entertainment, uh, but she's on the re- road to recovery after double jaw surgery. Oh my Ooh. god! Why? Yeah, so she shared her journey on social media. She wrote, "So I had double jaw surgery on August twenty third to correct my TMJ oh. and oh. my nine millimeter overjet overbite." Double uh, jaw therapy. Uh, alongside a series of photos taken during and after the procedure. So what you're dealing with here, Preston, I mentioned a while ago, Burt Reynolds years ago had an issue where he dropped so much weight that people thought he was like dying of AIDS. Mm-hmm. He looked, you know, it was just in a, in a bad way. It turned out he was suffering from a similar condition to what she had corrected. Uh, she said this was not for aesthetics, but for quality of life. I sucked my thumb till I was nine-ish, which made the roof of my mouth super narrow, and my excessive overbite caused my teeth to have no contact whatsoever. Wow. Uh, She said, have you ever thought about what it's like to not be able to bite into pizza 
or trying to bite into an onion or a, on a burger, impossible for me. I had to use my tongue to help me chew and almost choked every time I ate. Wow. She said that lisp some of y'all complained about, uh, thank the overbite for that as well. My girlfriend's dealt with uh, TMG and um, occasionally... TMJ? What did I you say? said G. Uh, yeah, like TMZ. TMZ. Yeah, yeah. Um, TMJ, and and occasionally um, it, it's not to this level. So I don't think she's going to require surgery at any point. But it can really give her terrible headaches. Yes, and uh, messes up with her sleep, and then it, it also messes. Uh, Preston, you were talking about like being able to chew. Yeah, uh, it, it screws you know with that, and it's one of these things that you're like, wait, where is this coming from? And this is possibly the diagnosis. There's yeah. dental work that I've had that has alleviated um, a headache situation. Okay, again, on, on the, the right side of my head, and I think it was because of the jaw. And the way it was not touching properly. So her mom, Kim, the said teeth, I should say. the surgery took uh, six plus hours or so. so uh, she is on the men, but double jaw mm. surgery for that. Wow. Uh, Christina Hack and ex-husband Ant Anstead marked their son Hudson's second birthday on Monday with social media posts. Oh, that's what you do. That's awesome. Um, Rather than get presents. Hack wrote, he loves to try and figure things out for himself and has this mischievous look on his face while doing it. Ha ha. So he's kind of like a baby. He's talking a lot already, (laughs) but his favorite word in our home is cash. Uh, The name of the family's French bulldog. No. Uh, And then she wrote, we love you. Uh, you don't like that name, Cash? No, the kid loves Cash. Not yeah. the- <laughs> I, no, I don't like the kid. Went, put this up on social media. We had uh, uh, my sister had friends and their two dogs because they, they they had purebreds and they were show dogs and they were named Cash and Banker. That's not, not Tango. Not Tango. No. Oh man, it was, it was before that. Oh, all it was, right. It was all right back in the day, but Cash and Banker were they? Jace did- had a friend named Cash for a little while. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Were they well to do? I don't know. I think if you're no, like, they were they were show dogs. Like they would show them no, to win prizes. Yeah, so. no, I know. But the people who own the show dogs were they rich people? Were I they were so. they mansion people? No, I think if no. if you're a mansion person and you name your pet Cash, it's a little tacky. But you think so? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. So. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. What if you're dirt poor? If you're dirt poor, then name your kid dirt poor. <laughs> yeah, that works too. Destitute. <laughs> Is there a child destitute? Yeah. yeah, and dirt poor. And dirt poor. Yeah. <laughs> Impoverished. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, uh, yes, uh, Anstead also shared pictures from the party. Uh, their split was finalized in June and they are finding their groove co-parenting. Both have moved on, hack with Joshua Hall, Anstead with Renee Zellweger. What do you think about the, the notion of, you know, because they're putting a lot of pictures up of the kid. Do you think, is that kind of weird to put a lot of pictures of your children up on Social media. I guess it depends. I mean, I, you know, there were there are stretches where I shy away from it, and then right. other times where you're like, no, I'm really proud of the kid. I want to put something up. So, I, you know, but I know what you're saying, Steve. Especially when it's like four or five posts in a row, right? Same, <laughs> same birthday party, and each post has ten photos in it. But, and, but and that's why. You but can... also, it's he's, he, you know, he's a a, par- a proud parent, a proud dad, right. and he wants to show off his kid. So who am I to judge? Uh, the social media is so funny. I forgot we were the other day we were. Uh... We were looking up some friends on Facebook because we wanted to see, like, you know, where they were, what they were doing at that particular time. And so or we were looking for a specific photo. And so my wife goes into uh, their their photos and we're scrolling through and I just go, wow, looks like they're always on vacation, doesn't it? (laughs) I mean, like every single photo is an exotic location and smile and happy and sunglasses and cocktails and everything. And I'm like. There's got to be stuff in between that. Between that. Like, it's like Kourtney Kardashian's Instagram page. There's never one shot of her at home. Yeah. Always on a beach. Always yeah. doing something. Yeah. And so, there's at some point, she probably goes home. 
We just never see it. So there you go. That's that social media angle. All right, Bill Cosby accuser Andrea Constant. Uh, broke her silence yesterday discussing the uh, comedian's release from prison in her first uh, televised interview since the Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned his assault conviction in June. Um, And a few few takeaways from that. She said, I was really shocked uh, and disappointed, obviously. Uh, During the interview, she also shared her thoughts on Felicia Rashad's tweet celebrating Cosby's release and talked about her new book, which is called The Moment. Standing up to Bill Cosby, speaking up for women, uh, which was also released yesterday. So she's making the media rounds, yes, obviously, yeah. to uh, the book. get the book out there. Constant recalled watching the freed Cosby with his fist raised shortly after his release. She said, disgusting. Didn't surprise me, uh, given the level of the arrogance and having no remorse. Uh, during the time he was incarcerated, absolutely zero remorse for what he did to me. No remorse? <laughs> she said, he's, sexu- he's a sexually violent predator. Who basically was let out of jail? Mm. Let's cut. Listen, for, for what she says she's been through, and I believe her. Um, yeah, to, I to have this <laughs> play out this way has got to yep. be. You are effing kidding me. Um, you, you think she had any inkling that he might get released? No. I, so it was a surprise to her as well. Yeah. I think it was a surprise to everybody, I mean, especially I, I at his shocked. age. Yeah. You know. Yeah. She goes on to say, "I have come way too far to go back to that place." Uh, to wonder whether it's all worth it or to have regret, she said. But it was worth it because I didn't feel alone. I had a whole community, a whole army of women and other survivors, strangers, family, friends who were right there with me. Um, there were moments, however, that disappointed her, including when Felicia Rashad, Cosby's former co-star, obviously on The Cosby Show, tweeted that, quote, a terrible wrong is being righted, a miscarriage of justice is corrected. And uh, Constant said, it's disappointing to hear somebody who is in such a powerful position as herself to not support survivors. But after growing backlash from the students at Howard University, where she is now a dean, Rashad apologized to them, writing in the letter uh, that her remarks were not directed towards sexual assault survivors and that she vehemently opposes sexual violence. Uh, Constant said, I'm really happy to hear that. That's the statement that needed to be said. Uh, she said that she wrote her book in part to ensure that her memories wouldn't be lost to time. She said, I had a story to tell, and part of telling that story was finding my voice, but also it was what was going to bring me true healing. Moving forward, she said she's more concerned about the impact of the court's decision on other survivors of sexual misconduct and assault. She said, as I sit here today, I want to send a message to not let this deter you from coming forward, from getting the peace and the healing and the closure that you need. I mean, ultimately, he got up because there was a a technical mm-hmm. violation to procedure. And so people who are not even defending Cosby, who firmly believe that he is guilty, said, well, yeah, if we, you lay it out this way, that... We commented on yeah, that, too, that yeah. it's okay, yeah, if... Yeah. Unfortunately, that's that's the way the system works, and, and uh, that's how he got out. Wow. Uh, let me see. Here, the 17th annual Zurich Film Festival. I know you've been following this, Steve. Uh, well, uh, this is the only. Uh, this is the first year I haven't been able to attend. Uh, they will honor Paul Schrader for his life work. I love Paul Schrader, including the screenplays for Raging Bull and Taxi Driver, and the films he directed, which include American Gigolo. I'm not sure what else. Paul Schrader also wrote the uh, screenplay to Taxi Driver. Yeah, I said that. Oh, and Rolling Thunder, a oh. great uh, great movie that um, actually Quentin Tarantino loved so much, he named his production company after it. So Schrader said, I am pleased to be honored by a very hip film festival in the beautiful city of Zurich. 
Uh, I have many fond memories and friends there, and I'm appreciative that this honor will allow me to visit those. He also wrote Taxi Driver. <laughs> did he? Yeah. Really? I did not know that. Um, this sounds cool. Amy Winehouse's story is on the way to the big screen. Uh, Halcyon Studios has received the green light to produce a biopic about the late pop star based on uh, Daphne Barak's 2010 book called Saving Amy, uh, which utilizes hours of photos, videos, and notes collected during a six-month period three years before she died. There's such a great documentary about her. It's you called see, Amy. Yeah, it's and it's, fantastic. it's great. It and gave me a whole... Yeah. I already... I love the music that she put out. Right. She was a mess, and I remember seeing her at that time... And watching video and going, oh my god, this girl! What? A, what? A, oh, this is disgusting! What? A, you know, so on. And then I saw the story behind it in yeah. that in that documentary. How uh, there were so many enablers in her life, and she you, she had uh, she had some mental issues that should have been looked into that weren't. But what an unbelievable talent she was! That album, Back to Black. She just kind of slapped it together. Yeah. She wrote all that stuff. And just kind of, I mean, she didn't just sing it. She wrote all that stuff. And and it it's fantastic. That album is amazing from start to end. And she did that. And she had a great producer and a great band and all that. But she was just a, a mega talent and a tiny little body. And unfortunately... Just the demons got a hold of her, yeah. and there, there, she had no support system. Her father did her zero favors. Oh, my God. That first guy that was married to her was a piece of trash. Oh, big time. Um, yeah. But what a talent and what a voice. Well, she ended up with the um, the, the yes people yeah. who are around that, that tend to congregate around stars, especially a star that flashes that bright that quickly. And so they can do no wrong, and there's no one saying, you really... You need to take an extended break and get your ass together. And if you see interviews with her in that in that documentary, yeah, um, you know the 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 year or two prior to when the drugs really took hold of her, it's completely she different. She was completely different. She was completely lucid and smart wow. and fun, yep. and and you know just intuitive and all this stuff. And it was just it fell apart. Her whole look was inspired by what she loved from like the '60s and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. and. And, you know, yeah, that, that went out with the drugs. That's a documentary worth seeing if you haven't seen it. It's sad uh, as well, but it's really worth checking out if you want to see just a, an, an amazing natural talent. Uh, her father, Mitch, revealed that the biopic was in the works in 2020. He said, that's how we'll get our own back by portraying Amy the way she was. Uh, in October of that year, also, Millie Bobby Brown had mentioned to Netflix that uh, she's long adored Amy Winehouse and would love to portray her on screen. <sighs> I could, could be see that. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then let's see. You know what? We'll get to the clips. I think. Really? It's yeah. Uh, Chicago Party Ant. Yes. Takes the personality of the long-running witty Twitter account to animation. Yes, of and course. Of course it does. In As this, we all suspected. In this clip, creator Chris Witaski, yes. or Witask, I'm sorry, yes. talks about how the show is a love letter to the Windy City. Here right. we go. Chicago is like in our bones because we all spent so much time there. And so I think we've just like sponged up so many different people's tones that I think all the cr- the creative people involved in this project really know how to hit that. I don't even know who the hell you are. <laughs> Uh, 
We'll be going to the Windy City next month for the uh, Radio Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony. I expect Looking this to, to be it. the big conversation, this animated series on Netflix when we get there. Chicago Party Ant uh, drops on Netflix September 17th, so you never know. It might be a big hit. We'll see. Next clip. Uh, the much-anticipated return to Arrakis arrives Ooh. in Dune. And here, director Dennis, uh, Denis Villeneuve, I guess I says Denis, Denis Villeneuve. Dundee. Okay. Uh, discuss, I always thought it was Dennis Villeneuve. Yeah, uh, that's dis- what I thought. Discusses his passion for the source material. Here we go. My biggest fear was was not to be faithful to the dream I had as a, as a teenager. It, it can sound strange, but it's just that I, it, I I loved that book so much when I read it. It's by far one of my favorite books of, of, of all time for me. And I, I, I wanted to make sure that uh, the deep, hardcore fan I was would be pleased with the adaptation. Shut the f*** up! Dune premieres in theaters and on HBO Max October 22nd. Did you watch the extended trailer? Uh, probably. I okay. don't know. I've seen several trailers. There's and, one that yeah. came out pretty recently that has a... It, it looks uh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, I've read some reviews, which I won't reveal to you, um, because I think you want to experience it fully on its own. Yes. Uh, but, um... <clears throat> the guy certainly is a fan and is certainly committed to the minutiae in it. So that would be cool. Yeah. And I think Timothy Chalamet as Paul, just right. from a look standpoint... Is spot on. So uh, I'm looking forward to this whole thing when it comes out. All right, and that's it. That's the entertainment report for today. Uh, secret text word: We have tickets to see Breaking Benjamin and Papa Roach are playing a show at Montage Mountain. Uh, this is going to be Saturday, September 18th, and apparently these are great seats. It says the best seats in the house. Mm. Uh, so text the word secret to 39333. Send a word back to you. We'll ask you to call in with that word later on this morning. And we'll also grab a random text or two. We have a couple of announcements to make today. We're going to get to one around Bizarre File Time. Yes. You're going to like that. And then another one uh, around 10-ish. Uh, that we have, and you don't want to miss out on these. We got guests and more coming up today, so we'll come back in just a moment and let it all roll. Stay with us. It's the annual tradition that launches a thousand debates over the alphabet. 93.3 WMMR's Back to School A to Z. We dig deep, and we mean into the massive MMR Music Library and play just about everything we've got in something resembling alphabetical order. It starts with Preston and Steve this Thursday at 6 a.m. and goes until it ends. MMR's Back to School A to Z. From Springfield, Mitsubishi, two locations, Philly and Reading. And the station that's tardy, as usual, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Great work on that live read and traffic report, Kathy Romano. She's a, it's, it's really harrowing for a woman who can't see <laughs> to be able to actually read that stuff. Yeah. Kathy was There's not so here. There's so many reasons I can't see. Kathy was not here yesterday. All right. So she had texted into us in the morning uh, that she wouldn't be making it, uh, <laughs> that she wasn't feeling well, and she sent along a photo of her too. I felt to as though you why. needed to see it. We did. <laughs> and it looked like she had gone 10 rounds with Dempsey. I mean, her, your eyes 
were, they were swollen shut. Swollen shut. Yeah. I advised her to get her cut man to do the <laughs> deal so she could get back in the rain. Yeah, and Mick. by the way, at like I forget what time I texted you guys, but whatever time was, 4 35 o'clock, I'm like, I chuckled at that. I was like, well, at least I got a laugh out of this. Right. Um, yeah, so yesterday, um, I woke up at 3 30 to go to the bathroom, and I was like, God, I am still so tired like what is you know i knew i still had like an hour of sleep but i was like god my eyes are so heavy i'm so tired and i went to the bathroom and i i don't turn the light on at night when i go to the bathroom but i sort of caught like a glimpse and i was like what the hell i put the light on and my eyes were essentially almost swollen shut at that point we're we're, we're serious the imagery of like a prize fighter who got a couple rounds is what she looked like and so let me just step back so um i had uh that day my eyes had been bothering me sort of just itching like the the lids were itching a little bit itchy lids itchy lids um so yeah so that was 3 30 so uh 4 15 my alarm goes off i get up about 4 30 and i go into the bathroom and it's even worse like now at this point they're (sighs) like at least i could see a little bit now they're like completely closed shut and i'm like oh my god i'm like okay i'll pack my makeup and i'll do my makeup at work and i'll i have these little um they're ice balls basically and you put them on your eyes so i'm like i'll take them in the car with me i'll do one eye at a time as i'm driving in i have like the wait i have the the under eye um you put like these little pads under your eyes and Uh and i'll ice that so you're you're like ice teabagging yours the plan is to do this to ice teabag myself on the way in and bring my makeup and just do my makeup after everything has like gone down when did Um, you realize that wasn't going to be so i'm looking at myself and i'm like Like, I cannot walk into (laughs) a room of men (laughs) looking like this. And And she has a wonderful little boutique in in the office where a lot of work can be done. A little vanity set up with lights and everything. But no, there'd be no way you could you sh- to drive with your eyes like that would have been dangerous. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. and also you need I'm, to see. I'm laughing about it now. Yesterday I was not really laughing no, that much. No, like yeah. I, this was like I was stressed. I was crying, and like the crying makes it worse. And it yeah. wasn't just so, your eyes, though, too. Yeah. So anyway, so I've been going through this probably since February, and it's I guess and. They're saying it's an allergic reaction to something. It's just that nobody knows what the something is. That was the worst it has ever been. My, my eyes have gotten swollen, and I've gone through this, and I have some medicine that I use and all this kind of stuff. But that was, like, the worst it had ever been. And then on top of it, there were patches uh, all over your body, all over my body, from, like, my neck down to like red. My, my legs. Yeah. So as, okay. as we talk about this, and if, if, if this sounds familiar to you listening and you have had the similar thing or were able to beat it, we want to know about that, but... You had something, I remember years ago, you've had a very elusive sort of scenario that keeps popping up with this. You had, you found out you were allergic or an allergy to nightshades? Yeah, so like, I think that my body is like that, they say every seven years your body changes and that's what they're telling me. They're like, look, it could be something you use every single day and you've used it for 30 years, but now yeah, all, of all of a sudden be you're allergic to, allergic yeah. to it. And that's sort of what happened with the, um, I, with the nightshade uh. vegetables and it actually happened to my mom. Has um, it gone now? Are you Oh, no, no, no. I still can't. Right. I still can't have them. Wow. I, there are, um, so like, yeah, so, and now we're thinking since my mom, she can't eat mushrooms now. They like kill her. I right. blame your mom for all of this. Yes, of course. One, yeah, me too. Jerry's fault. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, Don't uh, let any dirt get on the baby. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're going to keep a 100% antiseptic. Daryl. You'll be able to store surgical equipment in a bottle. <laughs> wow. Now, listen, I have sensitive skin as it is, like, before right. any of this. Like, when I would go to get my eyebrows waxed, every single time, these are, like, professional people that do eyebrows, they'd go, are you okay? This is like much more red than we normally see, and I'm like, yeah, it's me. It's just like my sensitive skin, I guess. Wow. I don't. I'm not trying to make this about me, but between your face and my face after I fell, and then Sarah <laughs> your Parker. Face and my I know it's Sarah. Sarah Parker Jeez. was dealing with Bell's palsy last yeah. month. I mean, yeah. like, we got oh, some face issues yep. going on around here. But this is a turns person. out we're the best looking people around right, here, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, your your face yesterday was uh, it looked terrible. Uh, what, uh, are there any possible allergies that have crept, crept in your life that? You were not allergic to before, like a cat, for example. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I yes, it, uh, Nick, it could be anything. Like everything that they're going through, it could be anything. They don't oh. think it's the um, like <clears throat> the cat or the okay. um, any animals because I had that testing done, um, and so we sort of know what animals I'm allergic to and all that. They're thinking it's more on the chemical side okay. of uh, you know something in skincare products or stuff like that. Here's what I'd like to throw out to the the audience: Number one, if you can help Kathy, please let us know, and you can email her as well. But I saw a TikTok video a couple of weeks ago. It was a woman who has had this issue for ages, for a long time, and it has to do with her menstrual cycle, and it's painful. And uh, it actually kind of sounds like Rochelle because she has has had this issue since we've been together. But anyhow, um, essentially, she was complaining of this pain all the time, so much so that it seemed like, Nobody believed her, okay? So she's telling the people, you don't understand I'm having this problem. And they're testing and they're testing and they're finding nothing. And there's a video of the nurse. They finally find out what it is. And they tell her what it is. And she is so, she is just so relieved Mm -hmm. that they know what it is. She is just crying her eyes out. She was just so ecstatic to go oh my god you i'm not lying you see what i'm yeah, this yeah, is right, for right, real right, yeah. you've, you've figured it out what it is so i thought maybe there were people who have had this this issue for just ever and yeah. and they finally pinpointed what it was because there are so many things you think that you know a doctor knows everything but there are there there are some things that aren't considered from time to time you there there's so much knowledge we don't there. know everything and well there's and, a lot or, we don't know some people know some yeah. things and other people don't know this and they haven't tried there's so many avenues they can go down my, my perfect example is this and i want to get back to your um, your inflating kathy but the uh, um, uh so i always impressive we were just talked about this in the commercial break about an issue with swallowing mm-hmm. and i was for for a number of years i was like a lot of times when I'll eat, it doesn't feel like I've swallowed the food all the way. Yeah. And so, okay, the various doctors I would go to, they would prescribe, um, uh, okay, well, here, take take this medication, it'll help. And so, psychosomatically, you're going, yeah, I, I think it helped. I, I, I guess I know. so. I know, huh? you, you're not, you, it, it's not in our nature to go, well, doctor, let me see your data. Well, and they have to do trial and error, too. Right, right, you right. got to trial these things out, and then they go, well, it's not that. Let's and try so, this, you, know? I, you know, say for two doctors in, in my life, uh, and, and my current, uh, Cerigliano, Mike Cerigliano, they followed it a little bit more pressed, and after years and years and years of going, uh, you know, with this issue, I went into one doctor at Penn that Dr. Mike had sent me to. The doctor looks at my vitiligo. He says, you have achalasia. I'll, I'll, I'll bet. He had diagnosed the problem correctly mm. in minutes. That- and I'm like, so I'm not nuts. But that's yeah, what, like, it, and it happens that quick. And it's like, why did it go 
so long for somebody to then right. say that. And it's very frustrating. You talk about the woman who, you know, thinks that people are lying to them. When I went yeah. through trying to figure out um, this food allergy uh, or sensitivity that I have, um, people, doctor after doctor, acid reflux will put you on some acid reflux medicine. And I told mm. the one doctor, I go, if one more doctor yeah. tells me it's acid reflux, wow. I'm going to freak out because right. that is absolutely not what it is. And then when somebody said fibrom- fibromyalgia, yeah. like basically phantom pain, I was like, I'm going to choke you. Uh-huh. Right, right. So, um, I'm going to murder you. You guys aren't on uh, Facebook as much, but uh, there is somebody that we all know yes. uh, who just posted on Facebook, God, three days ago. Uh, there, a family member was going through some really, really rough stuff and a really, really rough patch for years. Pain, uh, uh, m- uh, mental uh, issues duress. and, and yep. duress and all of this. And it was all misdiagnosed for years. They finally found out what it was. Okay. Um, and, and he, like, sent out this m- giant apology to this person for not believing in him. But it was Lyme disease. The oh, there you time. go. Okay. There you go. The whole time. That can be very elusive. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm going to go to, let me get some calls. I have uh, Bill. Hey, Bill, good morning. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. Yeah, what's Dukes. up? Get Dukes, Dukes, buddy. Hey, so I had, I, I was prescribed ibuprofen basically off and on my whole life for pains in my legs and back. And uh, maybe two months ago, I go and I take an 800 milligram ibuprofen. Blew up like an absolute fish yeah. after I already had taken one maybe a couple of days prior. Huh. Didn't know what it was. A couple of days go past. They, the hospital didn't know what it was. I take another ibuprofen. Same thing happens. Obviously, I figured out what it was. Right. You're, um, you're allergic but, to NSAIDs like me. Yeah, and my mom had the same thing. One day, randomly out of nowhere, takes an ibuprofen like normal. That This was a couple years ago. Same thing. Yeah. Blew up. And the explanation was, like Kathy said, every couple years, your body changes. And just like that. Yeah. And and it goes the other way, too, Bill, because I had I used to be allergic. All of a sudden, hey, you're allergic to penicillin now. I'm like, really? Oh, man, that sucks. And I had to, you know, every time I went to the doctor, right. I had to make sure they knew that. And then... Years later, I'd, I'd read somewhere, you know, that sometimes that allergy goes away. I'm like, well, let me see if I can get tested for it. And I did. I went and did this this test where they give you a little bit at a time. It's like an eight-hour-long test. Mm-hmm. And they were like, no, you're not allergic anymore. Like, you're kidding me. So I did the same thing with uh, ibuprofen, which they're called NSAIDs, which is a steroidal. Anyhow. But, right, um, right. And I went and I go to that test <clears throat> and I've got like 20 minutes left in the test. You're like, oh, yes. And, uh, Sweet, I could take ibuprofen again. It'll help my aching bones and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and uh, no, I, I had a reaction. They're like, "Nope, sorry, dude, you're still it, allergic." It, it didn't. It didn't help me because I had really bad seasonal allergies in March, April, and May. So I already couldn't breathe because of the pollen. So yeah, I man. feel I that. felt that yesterday with my eyes a little bit. So I had to go to an allergist, and they poked me about thirty times right. on each arm with all these things. And random parts of my arm would be itching, and others—it's just a whole mess. Well, let, let me wow. let me ask you, Bill. Did you did you encounter the situation where people kind of thought, "Oh, he's he's kind of just being a drama queen here. He's that there's really nothing going on." Did you have to deal with that, or were people pretty understanding? Well, when I took the ibuprofen and blew up, it was very clear. I it's pretty obvious. Yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, there's a non-steroidal uh, anti-inflammatory called Celebrex that you might be able to take. Ask your doctor about it. Okay. 
I will. I appreciate it. All right. Good luck, Bill. We'll see you. Have my, a good day, guys. Thanks. Preston, my brother, has that. He can't take the ibuprofen. And, and he, for like, I mean, a while, was like, I don't know what is going on. And he thought it was wine because he would drink wine. But he said what would happen is he'd go to bed, wake up with like a little bit of a headache and take the ibuprofen. Uh-huh. So he was thinking, I can't drink wine. But he, when he found right. out it was the ibuprofen, he was like, great, I can drink again. All right. I'm going to go to <laughs> Antonio. Hi, Antonio. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? Hey, listen, I was having almost the same issue a couple of years ago, and I was kept kind of uh, blowing it off and just kind of doing like the same thing that she the, was doing. The same I, as Kathy? Her her yeah. eyes? Okay. So I would put, you know, the ice packs, the eye drops, um, and just kind of just, just, you know, just chalk it up as just, you know, having an eye issue. Yeah. Um, it would happen every couple months or even every couple years. Um, then the one morning I woke up and was completely blind. What? Whoa! Oh my God. Blind yes. as in you couldn't open your eyes or no, your not, eyes weren't they, working? They weren't working. And it wasn't pitch black. It was all white, even with my Whoa. eyes closed. So it was like somebody was holding a flashlight up to my eyes at all the time. Oh it was like so, you were living in Kanye's house. Wow. It was all yeah. white. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, panic. You know, I, I live in, like, you know, the Cherry Hill, Marlton area. So we oh brought God. it over to Will's Eye first thing in the morning to the emergency room. Long story short, I ended up staying blind for probably around maybe five to six months. Whoa! Oh my God, dude! Going constantly every week to Will's Eye and going to see, like, you know, autoimmune doctors. And um, pretty much they just jacked me up on medication. Um, like per, uh, was it prednisone and um, pedestrone, I believe it was. It was a, a steroid. I had to take it every hour on the hour. Oh, my Even God. while I was sleeping. Okay. Like, you know, wake up in the middle of the night, take the eye drops, um, and take these pills. And about six months later, I can slowly start getting my vision back. And then it fully came back. Um, so now, they, you know, they have me on Humira. And they end up finding out. I mean, I don't know if Kathy has tattoos or anything. But I have, you know, a good. She's got a big Mark McGrath tattoo on her back. (laughs) No, she did have a nipple pierced at one point. Ah. That's that's what it is. (laughs) Um, But I have a good amount of tattoos. um, You know, sleeves, back, legs, chest. Everything's done. Um, They were saying my when I had an allergy test done, I went to an autoimmune disease because my because your body changes. That my body's slowly starting to become allergic to the tattooing. Oh my oh, god! Wow. See, see, no. it's interesting. So, so with you, like wow. Kathy, with your situation, I've never known somebody who's who changes like so. Um, every couple of years, it's changing Something. for you. I know. Wow. Uh, well, thank you, Antonio. We appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. I definitely say don't uh, don't chalk it up. It's just it happening every once in a while. Definitely there look might... into it and yeah. get it. <clears throat> now because the last thing you need is just you know the, the blindness like for six months yeah well she's right. got right. dr mike and her well that's the thing no, thank I, you antonio antonio margarita <laughs> sorry i had to play that clip. i've been okay. to dermatologist uh ophthalmologist then to an allergist who then sent me back to the dermatologist so i'm not chalking it up to this because it's i mean it, it's ridiculous have I you been to pet boys <laughs> no but you should have heard me on the phone with dr yeah. mike we were we were arguing yesterday he's like dr I mike can't do I was like, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> Here's a text. Says, please, you guys. please tell Kathy I used to have the eye issue. It started about 15 years ago when I moved back to the Lehigh Valley from Philly. I got all of my allergies tested, 
and started getting shots. I've only had a few minor flare-ups and nothing as bad as what she's describing since I started getting the shots. Uh, she may want to get tested again and try allergy shots even if she hates needles. But I don't know. That's kind of vague. I don't know what the yeah. allergy so shots is, are. Is there like a, 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 like a regimen of allergy shots that would cover everything and... and is that the right way to approach treatment? I don't think it's everything. I think I think it's. Speci- I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it's like specific. Right. You know what your allergy is. Those may be able to help. Okay, we got the miracle worker. Oh, on hey. the line, of course, I wasn't sure if he would call in or not. And Kathy, you're probably going to have to uh, give him permission to speak about all of your medical issues and so on. Ladies and gentlemen from Fox 29, Penn Medicine as well, doctor to us all, Doctor Mike Serrano. Hey. hey, Doctor Mike. Kathy, <laughs> what? Here we go. Talk to you. Am I allowed to talk? <laughs> yes, what? Get your butt in here. I was at the doctor yesterday. Fine, but you're seeing all these specialists, and like I said yesterday, sometimes these things. Let me take my mask off. I'm choking <laughs> because you're making me choke. Hold on. All right. Now, look. You Sometimes rashes and things can be the sign, as I said. I know. I'm dying. Yesterday, he tells me I have lupus no, and that I need to I hurry up and come in. Sometimes illnesses, systemic things, can lead to a rash. And that's why if you've seen... Dr. Kildare and everybody else, and no one can figure it out. I even told you the story. I, I'm going to share this. I had a patient who had a rash. No one can figure it out. He went to three dermatologists. You know what he had? He had testicular cancer. Wow. No one checked that down there except me. Kathy, and has I anybody said, checked your testicles <laughs> yet? <laughs> no, but, but the bottom line is that you can have systemic illness that leads to things like this. And look, Kathy, I love you. I'm not looking for work. And you can tell Bill Weston I'm not trying to <laughs> drum up business. Right. I'm just saying <laughs> you need a quarterback. You need someone to come in and yeah. and and go over everything and make sure that everybody's doing everything all right. So, so you, has Kathy Kathy, have you had the battery of tests yet? All the blood drawn? Yes, and all that he wants stuff? to do it again. No, We've done no. This. wait a minute. My wait liver's minute. fine. No. All counts she, are normal. She needs that but there's more than blood work. You're I, I, he tells me, this was the conversation yesterday. He goes, you have to do scans. I go, of what? I don't know because I haven't seen you in like three years. You need Kathy. to come in. Mike, I, they, they, I, do me a favor. I'm going to give you special clearance. Every time from here on in when you have a phone, telemedicine with Kathy, record those and send them in, please. Well, I, I try to abide by HIPAA, but with a few of you, it's a challenge. <laughs> no, we, 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 we give you card plunge. Uh, and Dr. Mike is very good about it, by the way. He'll always say, I, I don't, I said, you got clearance. It's it's okay. Well, you know, you got guys jumping off mountains. Yeah. I got him. Right. I, you know, I mean, I've been busy with you. I got guys. him. <laughs> Look, Kathy, I love you with all my heart. I know. I'm worried. I just need to, you know, you, it's not like I think you're making it up. You just don't come in. I need to see you so I can be a good doctor and examine you yes. and see what the whole... Because, see, as a general internist, we look at the whole picture. We don't just look at your skin or allergies. Or, can you come to my everything. house? <laughs> Why? Can you come to my house? 
Well, if you feed me, maybe. Yeah, I'll make dinner. <laughs> Yo, you, you don't want, want that. Don't want you that. don't want that, Mike. <laughs> you're going to have to bring a stomach bump. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll order food. I mean, you're killing. I, I wasn't going to call in, Preston. And then it kept going and going <laughs> and gotcha. going to where I was. I, I had to have a release. You but know, listen, but listen, me. Dr. Mike, I mean, it's um, medicine is... is uh, uh, as specific as it as it can be, and in, in, in getting some answers, um, there there are a lot of twists and turns, and a lot of avenues to explore. And sometimes, just you've got to keep testing, right? So, uh, uh, Preston, did you ever watch? Did you guys watch Queen's Gambit? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 All right. You remember how she would have the chessboard up above her head on the ceiling? Sure. I swear to God, I play chess with the Grim Reaper every morning. You know, like every – I see the chessboard and the Grim Reaper. The, you know, disease can present in ways that you just don't understand, and it can be very subtle. We, we call it sometimes paraneoplastic processes where somebody has something going on somewhere, and I'm not saying you have a problem, but maybe there's something that's causing this, and it requires – uh, an investigation, that's all. Well, and, 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 and to, to the larger point here, it's not, also you, you, not to make everyone hypochondriacal, but it, but it does, um, it, it, that's, for example, uh, an exact example of that, Mike, was going over to the doctor you sent me to at Penn who looked at the achalasia and was able to diagnose uh, 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 the, I mean, my vitiligo and, and diagnosed achalasia in, in five seconds. That, well, Steve, yeah. if you don't look, you don't find. Right. And the bottom right. line is, is that the Grim Reaper will grab you in the ass when you least expect it. I've seen it time. I've been doing this now for 30 yeah. years. And the bottom line is you don't take anything for granted. I always keep you. I'm like the Iron Dome. You know, Israel has the Iron Dome. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm the Iron Dome to you guys. And <laughs> Kathy, my dome is you're killing my dome. Listen, I think, I think I'm going to be okay because my mom said to drink water and apple cider vinegar. Oh, so I'll be good. God. Thank you, though. Well, she will. Or she, I think she's probably going to eventually come on into you. She's going to have to. Well, I just, you know. Do I'm me here. a favor. I'm check her looking, testicles. You've got I'm not worry. looking for work. That's I what he's yelling at me yesterday. Sure. I'm not looking for work. I love you, but, you're, you know. He really cares. He wants, he uh, does. wants you to get well. And you got to go see him, Cass. Yeah. Well, you got to go see him. Just, I'll make Is it time. hard to find you time? Wait. You know what she says yesterday? It takes three hours. I'm going to get over there, and I'm going to wait for two hours. No, you're not going to. I'll get you in whenever you want. No, I'll I know. Right. I appreciate right. it. And you said that yesterday, and, and I'll, I will be in. Yeah, it, I it mean, is. I love you. I it, love you, Kathy. It, it, it is hard. Me, it is hard. It is hard to find time, but but also because I'm visiting all of these doctors and and well, they have me doing all these like you know what I mean. It, it's time consuming, and it's he understood me yesterday. He said, "I understand you're frustrated with this because it's been going on since February, right. and we can't figure it out." Okay. Well, you need a quarterback. That's all, right. all right. I'm going to say. Listen, and Kathy, somebody to oversee all the specialists and make sure that we're all on the same page. Okay. Dr. Mike has said I love you like five times and you haven't said it back. I, lo- I love you too. I'll, right. I'll call you. I'll be in. All right. All right. All right. We love, love you, you Dr. Mike. Love, love you. Love you. Right. We'll see you. See <laughs> He's the best doctor in the world, man. He's amazing. Uh, there are tons of calls. We can't go to them because we're out of time. We got uh, we got TV to get to. I appreciate you guys calling in and I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to go to you. 
Uh, but we're trying to figure out what's up with Kathy here, and it's just a listen. We, I, I, if it's not you, you know someone who has had a pernicious yes. thing that they just can't figure out, and it makes it's, your life miserable. It's frustrating, and it, the the main frustrating thing is is you know sometimes people won't believe you as well, or it's if you worst. feel like your doctor doesn't believe you, or that you're making this type of thing up. So I, I know what that's like. I've had that before too. So all right, we'll give you updates on Kathy's health. <laughs> Uh, let, daily. When, it, I mean, it's an allergy of some sort, so once we figure it out, I'll let you know. All right. <laughs> we do need to take a break. We're coming back in a second. We go live on Fox Good Day. Uh, we are making an announcement when we yeah. get back to, which I think you're going to enjoy. So Back to School A to Z continues on top of all of that. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interacme swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket market of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. All right, it is time to go on Fox I don't know how she 29. Good day. Here we go. Like, let's see how oh, we're doing. Chad <sighs> or Debbie. <laughs> so you guys get the setup there? You think your viewers heard the setup? No, no probably not. not. We don't have any viewers. We actually have listeners. But anyway, <laughs> um, so so there was a so a guy was sleeping. He was talking in his sleep. His sleep. His wife overheard him say someone else's name. Was that correct? That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. And now she's worried. What does this mean? Why is mm. he saying another woman's name in right. his sleep? Doesn't mean anything, Preston. Um. Okay. So if I were if I were in bed. Yes. With my husband. Yes. Uh, and he, he just started shouting out names. Right. Steve, no. Steve, Steve. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, my significant other would say, that. now listen, I would understand nothing's going on, but it, it makes you wonder. Yeah. You know, I would, my mind would immediately go to amorous thoughts, and maybe it was somebody from their past that they're talking about. I wouldn't immediately think that they're cheating, though. Every would night, every other night, my wife will yell out in alphabetical order the names of the cast members of Medea Goes to Jail. Wow. Yeah, which is oh it's crazy. That's weird. Yeah, just a, that bizarre movie. But, but if I were to hear a name uttered by my wife during, I would just think it was part of a, a dream. I, I don't know. It's never happened, so I don't know how I'd react. Yeah. Would you ask her about it? You said... Carl in your sleep last night. Oh, 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 Carl. You're serious. Was it a hot moaning too? Wow. Oh, my gosh. No, I don't oh, 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 if only to hear that sound of sex from Mike. <laughs> from Mike. <laughs> um, that's him ordering at Carl's Jr., by the way. I, I, Yeah, I would definitely say something for sure. Yes, if it yeah. sounded sexual. Yeah, yeah. or even, even not. I mean, I think I would absolutely say something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
When people talk in their sleep, it's hilarious. Have you ever tried to have a conversation with someone while they're sleep talking? It's the best. It's fun. Yes. Have you ever had that? Have either of you ever had that happen with someone? No. No, no. Do you guys walk in your sleep ever? I when I, I was a kid, I did one time, yeah. Uh, and it's yeah. never been a lifelong problem, but it was weird. I walked to the house of the woman whose name I'm shouting. So that's <laughs> in my sleep, yeah. No, no, I've never done that. But it's wild to see someone do that because you don't know what to do. You're yeah. told not to wake them up, right? Oh, really? I, I hear know. both sides. I hear both things, yeah. What mm. happens if you wake them up? They Take will kill away? you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they will murder you. No, I, I heard it's it's psychologically it traumatic. traumatizing. Yeah. Oh. What's the yeah. old other one too? If you're if you dream that you're falling and you do hit the ground, you're you'll you die. die or something. Like yeah. that. Has, has has there ever been any clinical proof of someone? How would you know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, looks like this guy died in his sleep. <laughs> yes. He was he was falling. Look at him. <laughs> he managed to write it in his journal before he died. <laughs> he died dreaming. Uh, uh, thank you guys. Thank All you right, guys. Take care. Say, we'll see you later. Uh, All right. Uh, we had skip traffic, so why don't we do that? Uh, MJM Insurance Group traffic, Kathy Romano, what's going on? We've got jam traffic on the Vine, westbound the length 95 to the Schuylkill. There was an accident, but it looks like that is now gone. 95 southbound heavy from Cotman all the way through to Girard and then Ridley Park to the Blue Route northbound side, uh, slowing near Ridley Park. City Avenue at Lancaster, we've got an accident. Watch for that. Schuylkill eastbound slowing 202 into Gladwin City to Spring Garden, westbound University to South City to Belmont at Conchahawken and then again at 202. Uh, the blue route. Yes, the blue route. Where yes, did the it blue go? Route. There was an accident on the blue route, uh, but it has left my screen. Uh, we'll go to White Marsh, Flower Town Road between Butler Pike and Joshua. We've got an accident. Traffic is being diverted uh, around that. And then it's to Coney Palmyra Bridge opening uh, on the uh, in Fort Washington on 309 northbound at Highland Avenue. We still have that off-ramp that's closed. It's a down utility pole. And then throughout Wa- uh, Fort Washington, there's still some storm damage. Uh, Fort Washington Avenue closed both directions between Pennsylvania Avenue and Susquehanna. Highland Avenue closed both directions between Commerce Drive and Bethlehem Pike. In New Jersey, 55 northbound jams uh, north of Deptford to the 42 freeway and then 42 north jams College Drive to 295. And actually, the accident is on 95 northbound at the Blue Road. It's off to the shoulder. This traffic report brought to you by Insperity, providing employee benefits, HR technology, payroll, and scalable HR services for 30 plus years. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Doubling back to our conversation earlier, Kathy, about uh, your, your swollen eyes and <laughs> swollen eyes, your swollen eyes and rash. Uh, somebody texted and said, "I'll bet that the reaction is actually just anticipation that is building to Kathy's fall activities." Oh, it might be. And it's all building. Yeah. It's all building up, and you're about to explode with activity. Yeah, it might be. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, that's it. Something to consider. <laughs> Succulents. Um, before we do the bizarre file, I have. A major announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) we introduce major announcement to you. Uh, No, this is uh, is actually, give me a drum roll. (laughs) No, I did like that. Uh, We are excited to announce the return to this once again. It begins on Monday. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to start winning cash again with MMR's Money Clips Contest. 
And it will begin, like I said, on Monday. It's a shot to win $500 seven times a day. I love this, too. I, listen, the A to Z and the money giveaway, this contest. Yep. Two of my favorites. So we have this happening 8 a.m., 10 a.m., noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. And you just tune in those times. Each time, we will announce a keyword and give you 15 minutes after the hour until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that keyword. Three ways to do it. You can do it on the MMR app on your mobile device or the contest page at WMMR.com. And, of course, you can text it to a special contest number, which we'll have set up, which is 45911. But I'll remind you of that when we get started on Monday because we will begin it. We will be the first ones to do it. One winner gets $500, and then everyone that enters via the app or WMMR.com, you may want to consider entering that way because you'll be entered to win a $10,000 grand prize. And that's just for entering, okay? The complete contest rules are available at WMMR.com. But a reminder, again, it is coming up this Monday, MMR's Money Clips Contest. I think we're going to be playing, like, clips from the radio station. Yes. Just to kick that off and remind you that that's happening when it happens at 8, 10, noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. So, we're excited to bring that to you once again. Uh, Let's do the Bizarre Pop. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings app and use the code ROCK to get in on the action. Um, We're going to start with this. This is an amazing story. A three-year-old boy who went missing in the Australian bush on Friday has been found safe, sitting in a stream and cupping water in his hands to drink after a search. And hundreds of people (sighs) had been on search for Anthony A.J. Elphalak, who has autism and is nonverbal since he went missing from his family's remote rural property. This is stunning, especially in that hard territory. North of Sydney, late on Friday morning, the crew of a police helicopter spotted him sitting in shallow water in a stream uh, late on Monday morning. He was only about 500 yards from his house. Wow. But he had been reported to be in good condition. He was taken to a hospital for observation. His father, Anthony, said that his son had been bitten by ants And he had diaper rash and suffered abrasions. But he said it's a miracle. Uh, And uh, he and his wife, Kelly, were obviously delighted with being reunited with with their son. Um, He said as soon as he heard his mom, he opened his eyes, looked at her, and he fell asleep. The boy was found in an area that had been searched before. Police are assuming he had spent the entire time in the woods, so he may have wandered off further and somehow or another found his way back a little bit closer. Could you imagine the parents going out of your mind? Terrified. Uh, his ability to find drinking water was a key factor in his survival because of the danger of dehydration. Overnight temperatures in the area dipped as low as 6 degrees Celsius. Uh, the boy was kneeling in the stream when a state emergency service officer reached him. The officer stated that he turned towards him and a massive smile on his face that he will never forget is what he saw. Uh, the paramedic who examined the boy uh, described him as a little survivor. He said little AJ's condition is quite remarkable he was very, very thankful, and I could see that in his eyes. Anthony reportedly slept in an ambulance after he was reunited with his parents and then woke up hungry. I thought that was a great story to start with. Here's another story of survival, uh, but a medical team uh, had to really work to get this together. In the first operation of its kind in Israel, 
One-year-old twins conjoined in the head were safely separated on Thursday. The twin sisters are expected to live a healthy life following the surgery. It was a medical team of over 50 people that had to do this. That's crazy. Uh, the It was a moment of weeping and laughter with the family for the first time that the family can hold these babies separately. Uh, the surgery lasted more than 12 hours and specialists in neurosurgery, plastic surgery, pediatric intensive care, and brain imaging were flown into the country. Two experts from London and New York were the ones that separated the twins from the head. Uh, the process leading up to the operation was lengthy. 3D models were used to simulate uh, how to successfully separate the bones and blood vessels around the brain. Months ahead, the twins were given tissue expanders so the doctors could easily close their scalps after the surgery. Uh, twins joined in the head are extremely rare. The University of Minnesota reported conjoined twins only occur once every 200,000 live births. So that's something. Awesome. Yeah, that elaborate is like a military operation. Most definitely. All right, so I have two stories, two separate stories of people shouting different presidents' <laughs> names. In interesting situations. All right. So we'll start with this one. A Las Vegas man who berated a flight crew and fellow passengers on a plane Monday has been cited for public intoxication and disorderly conduct. He growled like a dog while he was taking his mask on and off his face. There's video of this, too, which is hilarious, by the way. (laughs) He gave the middle finger. (laughs) Yeah, it's like that. And swore at flight attendants later yelling, God bless America, and screaming Joe Biden, according to the video taken by fellow passenger Dennis Bush. Okay. It happened on a flight from Los Angeles to Salt Lake City. Bush also wrote on Facebook that the man verbally targeted an Asian woman, saying that she and her companion, quote, didn't belong here. The 61-year-old man was arrested at the gate where he was checked out of the hospital and cited. I'm so sorry. I, 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 got, I got a little crazy. American Airlines confirmed the incident in a statement. The company also thanked the crew for their professionalism and customers for their understanding. So this guy is so unhinged. Did they find anything like, was there prescription drugs or they anything? alcohol was, okay. was a factor. Because man, oh man, he's, yeah. it's, it's horrible, but it's also funny to watch because he's literally attempting to eat his mask. Now, here's the other president screaming story. Uh, so he was yelling Joe Biden. Right. Uh, after fleeing from the scene of an auto crash he caused, a 25-year-old motorist who was married earlier in the day and appeared under the influence declared all hail Donald Trump before <laughs> scuffling with Florida jailers who sought to restrain him. And the mugshot is great because it's one of those where they're actually holding his head oh, no. like by the chin <laughs> and back of the head just to hold still so they hold can take still. a picture of him. Police charge that Nicholas... They had to call in a child photographer. Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Police charge. <laughs> Police charge that Nicholas Rothenberg was driving the wrong way on a Vero Beach street late Monday afternoon when he struck a vehicle traveling in the opposite direction. Rothenberg ran across, uh, ran from the scene of the crash. And we're looking at the pictures now. Uh, from the scene of the crash, which resulted in the hospitalization of the other driver. Rutherberg, who was subsequently arrested near the crash site, was acting erratically and appeared as if he were under the influence of an unknown substance. But he failed um, He failed a series of sobriety tests, but his blood alcohol level was 0.0, prompting police to ask him for a urine sample to determine the presence of a chemical or controlled substance. I'm betting on that. As police prepared the urine test, uh, Rutherberg started to, quote, take his pants off and then spread his buttocks, <laughs> during which time he placed two fingers in his body cavity. His own uh, butt, huh? Yeah. Uh, he was in place back in handcuffs after that. Two in the stink. Yeah. <laughs> the reverse shocker. Yeah. <laughs> Seldom seen. 
After, That's Canadian style. After later agreeing to undergo the drug uh, evaluation, uh, he began acting erratic again and was out of control. Leading Listen, jail personnel I got a little crazy in there <laughs> uh, to again restrain him with handcuffs. Uh, <laughs> His behavior, an investigator concluded, was consistent with some uh, someone under the influence of some kind of stimulant. Sure. Uh, has to be. He was photographed struggling with jail personnel as they sought to take his mugshot. He was charged with DUI and leaving the scene of an accident uh, as seen in nuptial photos posted on Facebook earlier that day. So how was he, he at had, the wedding? He had gotten married. And then he was arrested. His bride turned 20 years old that day, oh by the way. God. He's 30. So, Wow. All right, and then I'm going to do one more. I know we're running out of time here. But this is yet another follow-up story to the lawyer in South Carolina. Story just crazy. His family was killed, and he was now shot. So he's from a prominent South Carolina legal family. Found his wife and son shot to death at their home three months ago. He was injured days ago when a bullet grazed his head as he changed a tire, uh, taking money. Uh, now, Now he's being charged with taking money from his law firm. A, the business said late Monday. This is the guy who supposedly who might have faked maybe getting shot in the head. Yeah, there's speculation that he may have shot himself. Right, because uh, it was just a graze. So the statement from PMPED law firm came hours after Alex Murdaugh said that he was resigning and entering rehab. The law firm said it will hire an accounting firm to fully review its books. It didn't say how much money might be missing, but said Murdaugh was no longer associated with him anyway. Uh, and, in fact, the law firm said in a statement, this is disappointing news for all of us. Rest assured that our firm will deal with this in a straightforward manner. There's no place in our firm for such behavior. Hours before, Murdaugh sent out his own statement saying he regretted decisions he made but didn't give any details. Just two days uh, after reporting someone shot at him after his car had a flat tire along a rural road. Listen, I'm not saying I didn't murder some people or shoot myself <laughs> in the head. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, and, and apparently his wife may have been one of the people that was trying to find out if he was stealing money and this thing, it's just, it's a big, that's one for Dateline. That's a Dateline story for sure. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. We are going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we are, well, we're going to remind you of a couple of things. The announcement we made earlier, we have another announcement coming up later on today. We also have a guest who's going to be joining us, who is Sarah Kalian. She's awesome. uh, Who does uh, investigations, true crime stuff. Really cool guest who we've had on many times. So maybe we can ask her about that story. That's the story, yeah. Following that or not. But uh, we'll take a break and come back in just a moment. So hang close. Preston and Steve, small business, love you, help you line. This is Jamie from the Green Rock Tavern, home of the best burgers and pierogi in the city of Philadelphia. Located in the beautiful Port Richmond section of Philadelphia, 2546 East Lehigh Avenue. Best burgers and pierogi in the city of Philadelphia, go to Green Rock Tavern. Next message. Hi, this is Michelle from Paper Hanging by Ed Rossi. My husband Ed has been hanging wallpaper on the main line and in the Tri-County area for over 30 years. And here we're offering sales of the most popular wall coverings direct to our clients. Find us online at paperhangingbyedrossi.com or call us at 610-363-6737. We'd love to help you create a fresh new space in your home. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Uh, There's a piece of audio that I would like to play for you. Um, This is from the Nick Jr. Twitter account, and I love this. Um, It's uh, Blue's Clues host, Steve. 
Yes. Uh, and so it's him now, current day, and he has a message for those who grew up watching him. Yeah, he's I sort of it was ca- so cool. I agree. He's ca- now. I was never. I was well past. I mean, you know, I was eighty-one when it did for me. But but um, uh, it's so sweet that oh. this was done. So Blues Clues. Yeah. So it's right in the heart of my kids' childhood. Right. So uh, we we watched it every day, and I loved it. It was just a cute show. It was very heartfelt. It was for younger kids. It was right. you know like uh, toddlers. Um, and so the premise is, is that, uh, you know, Steve has his dog blue and they live in this uh, house and, uh, blue would like to play a game where blue, she would leave, um, little blue paw prints on certain things. Right. And blue was trying to tell Steve something. I didn't know blue was a girl. Yeah. Blue is a girl. And so, uh, so she would leave these clues around and anyhow, um, he would find these items and then eventually would link them together and it would be some sort of phrase. Or, you know, something like that. Hence, Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues, exactly. Right. And, but and those kids have now grown up and are, you know, young adults. And and its pace would move kind of slow. Right. Uh, which, it, it, it had this comforting factor to it. And uh, he would also, uh, show, uh, like, teach a little bit of sign language. As yeah. Well. They, he'd made sure he used, you know, for, for those that were hearing impaired so they could follow him. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the clues. That's where yeah. it came from. So, anyhow... Um, Steve explains because he leaves at some point. Yes. And uh, his brother Joe comes and takes over. And the, the show continued, uh, but Steve had left. And so he had to go off to college is the way they played it. And it just happened out of nowhere. And he addresses this. Here we go. You remember how when we were younger, we used to um, run around and hang out with Blue and find clues and talk to Mr. Salt, freak out about the mail and do all the fun stuff. And then one day I was like, oh, hey, guess what? Big news. I'm leaving. And we didn't see each other for like a really long time. Can we just talk about that? Because I I realized that 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 was kind of abrupt. I just kind of got up and went to college. And then look at you, and look at all you have done, and all you have accomplished in all that time. And it just, it's just so amazing. Um, so, yeah, we've edited a little bit of it here. It's like a two-minute long thing. And and then he talks about, uh, he's talking to you. Yeah. So he's talking to the people that have grown up. That grew up that with the show. watched it yeah. and yeah. are now adults. Yeah. Um, and Nick, by the way, he's from Boyertown. Um, That's right. Yeah, Steve Burns is from Boyertown. Who did we have at the camp out for hunger? We had Steve. Okay, uh, but it was it was in the infancy of the uh, the camp out for hunger. It was way back when. It was when sh- shortly after Kathy joined the show, I believe. It was in Plymouth meeting. It was I in remember Plymouth that. meeting. Yeah. Uh, um, go back there. What's that? <laughs> we should go back there. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, um, he goes on to to talk directly to the the people that grew up uh, watching him. All the help that you helped me with when we were younger is still helping me today, right now, and that's super cool. I guess I just wanted to say that after all these years, I never forgot you. Ever. And I'm super glad we're still friends. Thanks for listening. You look great, by the way. Dude, I started getting choked (laughs) up while I was watching this. Started thinking about my kids. I I have to show this to Parker and Carter. Because I think it was, I don't know if Caroline really watched... um, Blue's Clues, because it was, uh, well, I guess she did watch some of it. I don't know if she knew Steve as well, though. And then there was a third guy yeah, that there came was an- on board. Yeah, another guy. I don't remember who that was. Mm. No. 
Uh, Harvey Weinstein. No, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. Hell no. Um, uh, I'm so glad we found another clue. <laughs> Oops, my robe fell open. Oh, oh my God. God. Look right there, little blue paw print. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and now it's ruined. It's totally ruined. <laughs> Steve, Kevin, and Donovan, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Or were the present, uh, presenters? My, uh, Kevin, what about Joe. Joe, Joe. I thought Joe was the immediate replacement the after sec- Steve. Joe was the second guy. Yes. Yeah. Oh. All right. Anyway, what were you going to say? No. Guys? Uh, so my niece is around Parker's age. Um, so she turned twenty-one in May. Yeah. And uh, I remember like the little kid stuff from when she was a baby. Uh, it's and adorable for her. It was uh, well. The book was like Goodnight Moon, but the TV show was. Did your kids ever watch Bear in the Big Blue or in the Big House? Oh, oh God, uh, uh, like jail. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the big house, bear in the big. House. <laughs> I was gonna say big blue. I'm innocent. <laughs> bear in the joint. Have <laughs> been you incarcerated. Sh- you stay away from my ass. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, I do remember bear, but we didn't watch it regularly. But yes. it is big blue house. Okay, yeah, bear. Oh, I just big house. Well, so it's funny because I, you know, I um, recall my my older brother. Uh, you know, there was a song being played in like the CD player. It was from the soundtrack from that. And he was like singing along with it. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so ridiculous. And then I went ahead and had children and I, I totally understood. It's like, yes, oh my these God. things are on repeat so often that you can't help, but you know, get into it as well. Well, so you're, you're sort of tacitly getting involved because you're seeing your kids respond to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, do you remember from your childhood that, what would have been your blues clues? Oh, with Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Yeah. yeah. Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers. Mine yeah. was uh, your show of shows with Sidney No. <laughs> Cook with uh, Fran and Ollie, Cook- maybe? No, no, no. There used to be a. I guess I a little bit of Captain Kangaroo. There yes, was also Captain Kangaroo for sure. There was also a uh, um, the New Zoo review. Yeah. Going back, and then there was yep. also a thing. Where this girl during the day, you know, when I was only going, you know, to kindergarten or whatever, she had like a cartoon show, very nice Mr. Rogers E type of thing. And she would bring out a lunch tray and mm. sit down and eat lunch and you would eat lunch with her. So my mother got me a tray Aww. that I could sit in front of the TV set. And yeah. yeah. Uh, what was, um, oh man, uh, where she would look at the mirror and say, I see. I see Kathy and I see Casey and Bobby and Johnny and uh, Harvey Weinstein. Oh, who was that? Uh, I don't remember. Why can I not remember that? And they had these little things called romper stompers. Was it romper romper room? Romper room. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, my God. Romper room. Romper stompers was also a uh, (laughs) white supremacist (laughs) movie. Right, yes. It was with... uh, with, uh, (laughs) You were in this room with these rompers. Australian actor. Yeah, the magic mirror. Gladiator. With, uh, yeah. g- 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 well, I can't remember his Russell name. Crow? Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Crow. Okay. Romper Stomper. Right. Anyway, so a lovely uh, little kid show about white supremacists. Yeah. The one uh, that was a little left to center when I was a child was uh, the Great Space Coaster. Uh, it was the one that uh, it was trying to be something else. Uh, it was trying. Great Space it, Toaster. Well, no, no. It was trying to be Sesame Street oh. meets uh, Sid and Marty. Uh, Marty right, Pro- right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was like, like some, HR Puff and stuff. It was like somewhere in between that, and then um, so not a lot of people remember that one. But uh, I, I remember the Great Space uh, Coaster. I, the, so I would see the shows pop up. Obviously, I was again well past the age that they were targeting at that time. But you know who? Um, 
It was the uh, the Good Night Show, Preston on yes. Sprout. Mm-hmm. Nina, what's she up to these days? You guys know, have a we crush were, on oh her. Oh my right? gosh, she, she was so on pretty. The show and they said no. They said no way. It was a local production. They uh-huh. were down at uh, Center City. No, <laughs> Center City Film and Videos where they did it. Why? Why do they think we would be too yeah. salacious? Yeah, we, we, were, we professed our love for her on air and uh, talked about how hot she was several times. And so. it was a little kid. <laughs> show. Yeah, it was PBS so. Kids. I, do I know? I don't know if I ever saw a picture of her. There was, there was, there was oh, a, she's so pretty. It was a big comfy couch, right? She had the star that would hang out, hang yeah. out with her. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was called Good Night Show, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and they did the uh, uh, they had the big comfy couch, I think. And she was annoying. Lazy Town was what? a big one as well. She was annoying. Oh, if it's the the one that used to do the clock, I don't remember. With her legs and her, her she would arms? do the clock with her legs. Oh, they no. can do a clock with their legs. Is okay in my book. Yeah, this girl's attractive. We're looking at pictures of her. Right oh now. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, she had yeah. big, no, who, the other girl used to do the clock, and she would get on a big couch. I'm going to do the clock right now. Stand back <laughs> with her legs. Put a tarp down. If anybody knows no, what she Kath, did, Kathy's what? talking about. Wait, oh, is it that one? So, big comfy couch and good night show were two different things. Yeah. Uh-huh. The big comfy couch show had uh, the girl kind of annoying a, girl. Yeah, she had a uh, like a clown nose on. Yeah, and she used um, to wear striped leggings, and that was the uh, is one, that the clock one? Yeah, that was the one That's leg the of the clock, one. and right. then her arms were the other leg. Right. So she would do the clock, yes. different yes. gal with her legs. Yeah, yes, like Good, up in the air. Connor, can you yeah. pull up a video? Can't like she would lay on the ground yeah, at three o'clock. Like, the yes. clock. Yeah, no, 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 leg, Kimbo. Put your legs on the ground, and and she would, and she was like laying in a circle, and so she would move her legs and her arms to make a certain oh. time. Oh. At, at three. At 9 o'clock, the clock would take her from behind. <laughs> and then at 6 o'clock, the, she'd be laying on the ground. I wonder why we don't like, get these guests I know on. what you were thinking. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, this clock. <laughs> nice beaver. Watch that in the Daily Rush later on. Oh, my God. Um, okay, yeah. I No, I, you know what? I didn't watch that show, so I don't know. Hold on. Marissa is uh, gesturing. Did you guys watch the elephant show? The Sharon, Elephant Show, Sharon no. Lois and Bram. Mm-hmm. They were the ones that was skinnamarinky dinky dink. Oh, yeah. Skinnamarinky doo. That was called I Elephant? I love you. No. They, uh, so we're yeah, sh- it was like a Nickelodeon 80s show, I guess. Yeah, my brothers watched that. They were a little bit younger than me, probably closer uh, to your age, Marissa, and so they watched that. I know that song. We're so, seeing okay. the clock here as to what you. So she would actually lay on her back, by the way, this other actress or this other show, and she was laying on a clock using her legs as the hands of the clock. Right. I get it now. Yeah. She was very flexible. Yes. By the way. Well, uh, Nina and Sprout, she would stretch too. The, the Sprout stretches. Look what she just did with the ping pong ball. <laughs> 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 she could shoot that thing. <laughs> this is children's programming. What are you watching, son? Wow. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, anyhow, uh, hang on a second. Somebody knows the name of her. I'm going to go to Emily. Emily, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's up, Emily? So, I was just, the name of the clown is Lunette the Clown from Big Comfy Couch. Lunette the Clown. Lunette the Clown from Big Comfy Couch. Okay. And they had the dust bunnies and the cat, Nickel Fritz. She was a little annoying, right? Yeah, she was a, yeah. Yeah. What? What was your kid show then, Kathy? What show did you was part of your formative years? Oh, Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers. Okay, that was. um, I I actually don't even know if I watched anything else. Anything else? (laughs) Yeah, as a little kid, that was well. The Electric Company was also on. That was kind of the companion to uh, that was like yeah. So that predates 
so so that and is Mor- after the fact. Morgan Freeman and Rita Moreno were on that show, and a Amazing. couple of other a couple other actors yes. went on to do some things too. Top notch people. Did you? Yeah. The, um, um, Carrie's making mention of a show called Wonderama. Do you remember the show, Preston? No, Carrie. Good morning. Hey guys. Hey. Uh, yeah, Wonderama. I think was only on the weekend. Yeah, it was on. It was on Sunday mornings, and it was a, a, the host was a guy named. There are two hosts: Sonny Fox and Bob McAllister. Bob and, McAllister, that's the name, and also that um, the Magic Garden with Carol, and they had the flowers. And they sat on the swing under the tree. That's it. So, so yeah, okay. Wonderama had Thanks, basically Carol. think the price is right for for um, for oh, kids, okay. and at the end they would have they, the kids would get these. Like all these prizes for being on the show, and like all these lucky bastards. Yeah, right. Bozo used to give away prizes. Bozo, yes. He'd give away a Schwinn bike. It's a Bozo no no. Which is the thing. So, <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, listen, there's a couple other things I want to get to. Right. Sorry about that. Right. Um, uh, hang on a second. Somebody said my husband worked on the Good Night Show and. Star was a little perverted between takes. Star was the puppet. Star yeah. was a puppet. Yeah. Hanging out with Nina. Okay. I could see that. So Star had a sense of humor, too. Um, so there are a couple of stories I want to get to. I make sure I don't want to miss out on it because they have some uh, dates that are sensitive. And te- technically, this is City Beat. And is I it? Oh. I didn't even mean to do the City Beat, but yeah, one is right. It's in- just like yesterday when you didn't mean to do the noticer, but you did it anyway. It's a lot like that. City Beat is light and loose. Uh, Marissa would be very happy to hear that Hop Sing Laundromat in Chinatown, which closed in March of last year, uh, just before the shutdown of bars and restaurants, uh, is going to reopen tomorrow. Is Hop Sing Laundromat the um, the place? Is that if people come into town, Marissa? Is this the place that you say you must go to? I mean, it is the best cocktail bar in the city. All right. I say. Um, it can be a little intimidating, mm-hmm. I'd say. I would go there with somebody who's been there before. They do have a dress code. and. Well, I'm, I'm going to run down the details. Yeah. It's written in this Please, article yes. of how you get in and what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because the seating at the bar has been reduced, parties uh, will be limited to four people. Proof of vaccination cards will be required at the door. Uh, no photos or copies accepted. Uh, but since its opening in May 2012, Hop Singh has adhered to stringent policies as it racked up national attention from outlets such as Esquire and Condé Nast Traveler. Uh-huh. So you push the buzzer at an unmarked gate, which is 1029 Race Street. Uh, you await a host. It's usually the owner who simply goes by Le. What do you want? And mm. dubs the place the world's best North Korean cocktail bar. The host goes over the house rules, which include no photos. No cell phones, no flip-flops, sandals, or shorts. Sneakers were actually banned at the opening, but the sneaker policy was relaxed in 2017. It's cash only, which is apparently rare because the bar uh, at a bar where drink prices start in the high teens. So you're going to pay like 20 bucks for a cocktail so you, easily you, at the, to start at. You got to be packing some heavy cash you if you're going to go cash. there. Yeah. Uh, you hand over your ID, right? And they hang on to it, right, Marissa? What? Yeah. Um, and then, I'll keep your mic up, by the way. Uh, then you head up a few stairs inside. You sit on a former church pew in the anteroom, room, whose floor is covered in pennies, by the way. Mm. Uh, then there's a short speech outlining the rules of decorum at Hop Sing's windowless, ornate, candlelit room, whose actual bar with no seating is covered in nickels. And during your lecture, your ID is being scanned to be sure that you are not among the 4,857 people that are on the banned list, <laughs> meaning that they have they ban wow. people from the bar uh-huh. regularly. The owner will bounce patrons for a multitude of transgressions, including 
tipping meagerly, acting unruly, taking photos, like you can't even do selfies in the bathroom. <laughs> and it's all in the name of respectability, but he seems to be uh, to enjoy banning people and trolling Yelpers on his Facebook feed. So th- it is. this is part of creating the myth of the place that Absolutely. makes it enticing. The same way that Studio 54 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, you'd have to pass muster, get past Steve Rubell to get in. This is the same sort of scenario. So, I mean, I know it's entirely subjective, but, like, what makes it the best cocktail bar in the city? I'll tell you. It is beautiful. It's beautiful inside. It's magnificent. The the artwork inside is really cool. He um, has all these collections of, like, old um, prescriptions for alcohol during Prohibition Ah. and really cool records and things like that on the wall. Like I said, when you walk in, the entire floor is covered in pennies. See, I thought you were, when you said that, you were saying that the cocktails were the best. But you're just saying ambiance. Well, no, she's always told me the cocktails are amazing. I'm going to get there, Casey. Okay. The bar top is covered in nickels. There's, um, I don't know, thousands of nickels, and one of them is turned over. So if you're lucky enough to even get to stand at the bar, you can look for that. The cocktails are the best cocktails in the city, hands down. Lee has a great cocktail program. He makes them at a couple other bars around the city. You were saying you have to be, like, rolling in cash to be there. Two two drinks, and you're done. Like right. Because of the cocktails? Yeah, they are strong, Wait. and they are great. And I've actually done um, table cocktails. Which now is probably not good in, in COVID time. We talk about table pancakes. You know right. that table. You guys have accepted that. They have a screwdriver. I've never no, accepted. we've never accepted I've that. Never Just Preston. Have. I have not. We existed. Yeah. Yeah. We're all right with it. Kathy, I'm all right with it. You yeah. had done that before me. No, you her fork touching the food that another fork. Share food with someone. You out of your minds? How long have we known each other? What if you look across the table and you see Kathy's eyes closing shut? No, Maybe I'm catching whatever you have, Kathy. I am, uh, I think I'm, I'm thinking of something different. So this bar that we're talking about, what, this is not the karaoke bar? No. What is that? No, no, no. That's another place. Oh, Steve went to. Yeah. Steve and I went to that place a long, long time ago in Chinatown. That's what I thought. That's that what was we really cool about. too. You guys sh- shot a, a, a show there, like an NBC Ten. We like, did. Segment. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. very cool. We were tasting their yeah. food and we were checking out okay. the karaoke bar. That was a really cool yeah, joint too. And I've forgotten the name well, of it. That's pretty like. Well, we're big city, <laughs> right? Yeah, what the hell is? What is Philly Jacks then? Yeah, uh, that's where you can go. Um, <laughs> yes, pleasure yourself. That's a circle jerk. All right, stop it. Hold on. I remember the gal at the karaoke bar who owned it was just. Beautiful uh, gal. I forgot she her was, name. That was a PR person. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. I thought we hung out with the owner. All right, anyway. What was the name of it? Yakitori Boy. Yeah, yeah that's yes, it. That's, they yes. have, like, private rooms to do yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, karaoke in there. Okay. But, I, I I, mean, yes, it's intimidating, and we joke about this, but, like, just go to Hopsing. If you I just want to try, go... outside, I just want to try these cocktails. Because mm-hmm. you've been raving about those for a long time. I, I, I love great atmosphere and everything. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily what I'm going for. Right. See and be seen. Screw right. that. <laughs> I want a good drink. So that's why I would and You are a cocktail fan. So, I am a cocktail so, fan. So uh, it, might be, it might behoove you to do that. Uh, our, uh, now, we saw a shot, Marissa, that where the, each table appeared to have a lit candelabra. Is that what you find there, or is that just... Okay, in this, this picture, there is not. Yeah, it, no, it's mostly candlelight inside. Right. It's very okay. dark. All right. 
Yeah. Interesting. And, and do you know them, Maris? Lee is the owner. Yes, I've been getting text messages uh, all throughout COVID from him. I got a birthday message. I usually oh, get a holiday look at this. message from You're him, in the so. know. Then you. Then I need to go with you. Let's go. Will yeah. you take me? I would love to. Done deal. Don't hey, wear sneakers. When you go, have like a huge 35 millimeter camera around you. <laughs> right, right. Hanging around <laughs> my neck. Huge, with one of those yeah. old big flash, but like the really yeah. big ones. Stand still. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the old magnesium flash. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, you not hear? You eject it. That's what I'll, I'll wear yeah. around my neck. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more thing from the City Beat. Uh, definitely has to be brought up this morning. And this one is coming up. Uh, a replica of Moe's Tavern from The Simpsons is opening. Oh, yeah. At the Springfield Mall All in Delaware right. County. And it starts on Friday. Okay, so they must be putting that on the first floor where they, they've had a couple of other pop-ups uh, in the mall. Uh, there was one that was like a, one of those burger pop-ups. Okay, right. so this is a pop-up. Yeah, so it starts Friday, runs through September 26th uh, at Most Tavern, which is presented by JMC Pop-Ups. Uh, patrons are encouraged to cosplay as their favorite character from The Simpsons. Uh, it will feature a menu that has a Simpsons theme, number of dishes that feature chicken and fries, like Homer's chicken tenders, Marge's spicy fried tenders, and Lenny's grilled tenders. <laughs> other items I love in- that. Other items include Carl's loaded chips, Moe's magic mushrooms, which are mushrooms stuffed with sausage and four cheeses, Level 5 Vegan. No shake and bake uh, pork chops. Uh, which is fresh pico de gallo with specialty chips and Barney's mozzarella sticks. Uh, kids age 7 and under can munch on a hot dog or a grilled cheese sandwich off of the children's menu. Um, those of you with a sweet tooth, though, Casey, can have the dunk, uh, Drunken Donuts Shake, <laughs> which is a beverage that offers thick vanilla ice cream in a commemorative glass topped off with two large pink frosted donuts, hand-decorated pretzel rods, and a treat in the shape of a Simpsons character. Now, do they offer the Flaming Mo? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. The, I, I didn't read that here. When you go to Universal, yeah. Uh, and did you go into Mo's at Universal? I did not. So no. They, you can get a Flaming Mo there. Okay. And you can get Duff and all that. Is it stuff. made with cough syrup? Like the original? I don't think they make it with like that. <laughs> weren't the uh, weren't the Chili Peppers involved with that episode? Is it the Chili Peppers or Aerosmith? Um, <laughs> with this Mo's, it was and, Aerosmith. Was it Aerosmith? Okay. Uh, is, do they serve booze? They can't. Uh, yeah, I don't think they can. Huh, so you're going to well, wait a minute. No, Hold no, 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 no. Uh, they have beer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Duff. Yeah. Uh, every adult ticket includes one of the menu's items above a beverage choice of a custom labeled craft soda. Oh, no, no. Duff dough beer or custom labeled water. Well, no, no it says Duff dough beer. What the hell? I mean, so, listen. I, I, I saw don't... them drinking beer. And a commemorative uh, patch and key ring. It's just, I don't know if maybe they have a, a roving Liquor license. I don't know how that works. I also don't know if beer is the same thing. Uh, if you need a license for you know for beer, if, if you're not beer. selling, well, no, but but if there's no liquor involved, or if beer is liquor, I don't know how all well, that stuff. Works. Aren't there pop up beer tents? Yeah, right. Yeah, but like when they have that, I think they have a liquor license. Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Marissa, oh, no, they, they do like beer events at the zoo and and things like that. They get a temporary so, license. I don't know. Yes, you can get a temporary, um, yeah, for special events. Absolutely. Yeah, if you own a brewery, you can use a catering license or like a farmer's market license. It's right. kind of the same thing. And Evil Genius uh, in Fishtown actually made a brew, made a beer for this pop-up called Moe's Pale Ale. 
That is correct. Yes. You should go to Disco yeah. Stew, Preston. Yeah. Uh, and it will be available at the Pop Up Tavern. So there you go, yeah. Case. Yeah. Right. Uh, the brewery also plans to bring a few more drinks, including its year round Simpsons drink named Purple Monkey Dishwasher, <laughs> uh, which is a chocolate peanut butter porter. Uh, Joe McCullough, the founder of JMC Pop Ups, uh, said that he tried to inject as much of the Simpsons as he could into the installation of Moe's Tavern. And that means that fans will find orange and green diamond-shaped windows, a pool table, and table, and a replica neon sign that says "Beer is the answer." <laughs> so, uh, are we to assume that they have legal clearance to do this? Because you remember there was that yeah. place that had like the instead of the crusty crab, it was the rusty crab or something Marissa, like that. You want to comment on that? Um, I saw a story where one of these got shut down recently. So I dug, I did a little digging, and it seems like everything is uh, nothing blatantly says Simpsons on it. Okay. Well, it says here JMC Pop-Ups isn't the first company to do a Simpsons installation. Earlier this summer, according to Culture Map, two bars in Texas planned to transform their business into Moe's Tavern and the Krusty Burger, uh, the top burger joint in the cartoon named for Krusty the Clown. Uh, so, yeah, I don't. I would assume they have permission, but maybe not. And oh, wait. These are the same guys that did the McDowell's. We have, yes. uh, we okay. have Joe, who is <clears throat> running the Moe's Pop-Up on the line. Joe, good morning. Morning, Preston and Steve. How you guys doing? Good, man. So you're you're behind this whole thing? Uh, we are. Okay. Yep. And are you, are you with um, the pop up company? I don't. I lost the uh, name here. Yeah, I'm Joe McCullough from JMC. Pop-up. Oh, you're J. All right, you're the JMC. Cool, excellent, yeah. man. So, all right, can you answer that question? Is this sanctioned, or you guys just kind of <laughs> running with it? Uh, this is not. We're a parody. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Uh, we we are more heavily focused on the Moe's Tavern aspects of The Simpsons. We have some fun things in there that, that kind of cross over. Okay. All right. Pleasure. So you, you you walk the line, and uh, that's how you get away with it. But but so you've you've done, you did the uh, McDowell's as well, did you not? Yes, we did. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. All this stuff is great. So if, if I may ask, can you reveal anything else you have in future planning? Um, there might be a McDowell's in the works. <laughs> Another okay. McDowell's. All so right. Are you going to be in where the gap used to be? Uh, we are not. We actually had our Galaxy Burger there in January. Yeah. Um, but we are currently where the old Justice was on the second floor. Okay. Huh. Um, so so this opens up on Friday? This does, yeah. I mean, it, it's a total conversion. You walk up to the outside, you step inside basically the storefront at what used to be Justice. There's the full facade of Moe's. You walk through the doors, and it feels like you're inside Moe's. Oh, we got dude. Bar. We got That's pretty food. cool. We got the love tester machine. Oh, that's great. How long did it take you guys to get all that stuff together? Uh, we did a complete build-out in a little over three weeks. That's, okay. that's quick. Do you have the big jar of eggs on the uh, bar? We do have devil eggs on the jar. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we got a uh, spider fig display. We got vintage cash register. We, we got all this stuff. What, what about it, uh, life, Including a jukebox that doesn't work. Uh, do so. you have it in your storage room? Do you have panda bears, as Mo kept? Uh, we, we believe it or not, we've got a ladies' room that is actually converted to Mo's office, and <laughs> there might be a surprise panda bear. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> okay. You know what that's I would excellent. love to see? Uh, I would love to see an actual Cheers, like because if you've ever been to Cheers in in uh, Boston, it looks nothing like the TV. Show. No, I the mean, outside does, but the inside and that, is, and that's yeah, it. Yeah. But I would love to be able to walk into a bar. They had some replicas that, that were like kind of like that, like in I, airports. In airports, yeah. yeah. I went to one in in uh, Detroit Airport. I had a long layover there, and there was a, a Norman Cliff sort of cut out at the end, uh, and it was meant to look like Cheers. I think it was even licensed for it or whatever. But hey. I mean, yeah, the one in Boston. 
Boston. The, I think it's the Bull and Finch, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a totally different. Joe, do you have any of the characters represented, or any any of the uh, bartenders going to be trying to pull off their best Mo impression? Uh, we, we got a couple characters trying to pull that off. Um, opening night, we have actually a, a live, a little bit of live entertainment with some acoustic music with a guy who does some pretty good Mo's impersonation. All right. Awesome. And will you right. be serving alcohol? Uh, so that's what I, the main reason that made me call into you guys, just to clarify. So, yeah, we, we do have beer. Um, Evil Genius is actually doing our custom brew for Moe's. All right. And we assume it's a sort of a duff riff, right? Uh, it's, it's more of a craft beer. Okay. Than, than a Miller Lite. Okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. Uh, and I, re- I read there's also like a pub crawl thing that you can do with stamps around the stores, right? So there is. Part of our objective with JMC Pop-Ups is people burn people back to the malls. Yeah. Um, so basically, we have the one spot that you can go to, you hang out in, your ticket provides you with food, one drink, whether it's a custom craft Moe's labeled soda or beer, and you get some swag with each level of ticket. As you go up and ticket, you get more swag. All right. Um, but you go to your, your pub crawl out in the mall, you take photos, or you get a stamp at participating stores on your sheet for the pub crawl. You come back, you get a special limited edition Moe's Pub Crawl 2021 pin for, for completing your pub crawl. Nice. So, yeah, we, we got good beers by Evil Genius. Uh, they're excited. They're bringing our, our craft for Moe's, and they're bringing some of their extra stuff, including uh, Purple, Purple Monkey Dishwatcher, which is their, <laughs> their parody of The Simpsons anyway. I love it. Uh, all right. Sounds good, man. So And it so, begins this Friday? And, yeah, and, yeah right. Friday. Very cool. Goes to the end of the month. Nice. All right, man. All right. Well, good luck with everything, Joe. Thanks for checking right. in, man. All right, everybody, thanks for talking. All right, we'll see you later. Joe McCullough. Yeah, how about All that? Right. So, uh, so, yeah, that starts tomorrow, and uh, that could be a fun thing to do, fun thing for you to get out and, and uh, try just to uh, change things up. Change it up, bit. yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, and uh, that's all we have time for right now because uh, we have a guest coming up. So the city beat's done. However, she's got a show in town. It's kind of city beat-ish. Uh, this is uh, Sarah Kalen that we're going to be talking to. Uh, and she does this really cool true crime podcast thing. It's and, great. Uh, does these live shows. And this one's going to be at the Kyber Pass. Uh, so we'll talk true crime because the story's fascinating. We've had her on uh, many times. Uh, we'll get to that when we come back and remind you about MMR's Money Clips. Yeah, we made an announcement. Tell you about that when we get back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. So we love having our next guest on. Uh, she's actually got a show uh, tomorrow night at the Devil's Den. That's sold out, by the way, but September 22nd, there's another show at the Kyber Pass. Uh, tickets, we'll tell you how to get those in a moment, but... Um, she handles true crime stories, mm-hmm. and she themes them, which is really cool. And not only is she a true crime aficionado, she's also a special investigator. She actually does work to try and solve cold cases. Consultations and everything, yeah. Um, but this show is called Gnarly Carnage Murder 80s Style. Mm-hmm. And so, is there music involved or no? no. Okay, I thought you had. I thought you were getting ready to play some music. <laughs> we don't need no music. No. Please welcome Sarah Kayleen. Hey, 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 hey so Sarah. There is actually. I, I'm putting a pre-show and intermission playlist together. So, and so you should. My favorite 80s music. The 80s is rife with awesome tunes and great one-hit oh, wonders. So you're going to yeah. have plenty of songs to choose from. That's cool. Yep. Um, so listen, Sarah, you know, with, with the 1980s, um, you know, which was kind of my era, I was a teenager and growing up then. So I was 
quite aware of, of all the things that were happening. And there were some high-profile murder cases, as is yeah. always uh, throughout humanity. Um, but what, what are some of the ones that, uh, that you recall and maybe highlighting in the show coming up? Well, I, I'm like you. I'm, a, I'm maybe just a smidge younger, but I, you know, was born in the in the mid '70s, and so I really came up through the '80s. And actually, that was where I first really developed the fascination with crime. Um, somebody posted on Twitter a few days ago, or tweeted, um, asking people what's the first news event that they remember. And the two that sprung to mind when I went back and looked at them had happened right on each other's heels. And one was um, the disappearance and then the ultimate uh, recovery of the grisly murder of Adam Walsh. Oh, yeah. Yes. To then become America's Yes. Because uh, I was the same age as Adam at the time, and so it really it really stuck with me. And then the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan. So I've kind of been like, you know, I've had my interest obviously peaked um, by, by crime from an early age. So, um, in the show, we're definitely hitting a couple of the greatest, uh, the greatest hits of all time. Um, the, uh, one of the ones that I'm really excited to talk about from a different lens, because, uh, anybody who's been to my shows knows that I don't like to just come in and, and regurgitate something you can find on Wikipedia. I really want to talk about it. Um, in terms of, of how we look at it through our current lens, how we look at it investigatively, psychologically, um, and even some of the societal implications um, or the factors that led to it, right? So the one that really jumps to mind um, that I'm going to spend a lot of time on is um, the, what was known as the preppy killer. That's what um, I was going to ask about. Yep. Yeah, uh, I remember yeah. that. It was and a I've, big story. And I've forgotten the fate. I remember he got arrested and... Yeah, if you could recount a little bit of that just to refresh the memory. I know, well, I kind of feel like saying you should come to the show, but of course anybody <laughs> mm-hmm. can Google it be- between now and then. So, um, yeah, he um, uh, Robert Chambers was his name. He was um, he was arrested and charged with Jennifer Levin's murder um, within uh, forty eight hours of it of it having happened. Um, but the the big issue and kind of what we're going to focus on a lot is the victim blaming and this sort of. Um, you know, framing the victim as as asking for it. She liked it rough in, and, and right. like she that, right? It. Yeah, and he, that was yep. absolutely. And um, and so as a result, he ultimately um, they they it was a mistrial, and they put him down to manslaughter. And he could have been out in five years, but he was such a um, pos even in prison that he ended arrogant. up having to. Yeah, well, and just um, just problematic. He was oh, constantly okay. um, caught with with drugs in prison and causing fights and stuff like that. Um, and he's a huge guy, he's six foot four, like two hundred plus. Um, so he ended up doing the full fifteen years. But not long after he got out, he got busted again as part of a heroin trafficking ring, and he oh was in prison. It, it, it's it's wild because that. I'm this guy. Really, was he was the he was the epitome of of what they would call a preppy at the time. He was a good looking guy. I believe he came from money. Correct. Well, that's one of the things we're going to talk about are some of the okay. um, some of the myths and misconceptions about Robert Chambers, right? Um, and the way he was painted. Um, you know, just to, again, not, not too many spoilers, but there are lots. Of, we're going to talk about lots of cases in the show. So okay. um, he actually wasn't very wealthy. His family, they weren't indigent, but they were um, what we would kind of, uh, in the 80s, classified as sort of working middle class. All right. Um, so his, his dad worked actually in like VHS and cassette distribution. Um, but, and but his he, mom was a nurse. 
But his mom was a private nurse to a lot of wealthy families. I got you. Kennedy's. Yeah. So that's how he she ended up kind of sliding him in the back door to a lot of these um, these prep schools and stuff. All right. So he ran with that crowd, but that was the yeah. whole deal. Yeah, that was, and that story seemed to go on forever. There were ones. If you talk about every, obviously everyone's familiar with the trajectory of the the O.J. Simpson uh, case and and all of that. And it just seemed to go on and on forever. Some of them come and go quickly, but some of them just are are just captured the public's interest. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like the Ira Einhorn and all of those, um, all that stuff. Um, which, which to you represents the quintessential? Is it the O.J. that just that just absolutely galvanized and caught everyone's attention? It certainly is one of probably the top five. Um, and in fact, at the time, it's funny that you would say that it just sort of went on and on because um, at the time that it happened, I remember I was in college at the University of the Arts <laughs> before I went into law enforcement. I was actually um, in theater and um, I was in school at UArts and working at TLA Video in Center City. <laughs> and I remember seeing the chase like on TV. I think I was at work or something when the chase happened. And um, I moved to London for school later that year. And I remember following um, the the progress of the case when I was in London. And then I finished uh, like almost a year of school, moved back to the States, was in a different state <laughs> when the trial happened and the verdict came. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, it, you know, I sort of feel like, geez, did that, you know, cover like 10 years? Yeah. yeah. It really... Um, yeah, it really did. It really did go on. And we're going to talk about, we're not going to talk about that one because that's a nineties case. Um, but we are going to talk about another case that was sort of treated by the media the same way, which is, um, the murder of Dorothy Hogue Stratton. Mm. Um, I don't remember that. You have to refresh. So, well, at the time she went by the name Dorothy Stratton. Um, she was a, uh, she was a playmate of the year. It was, was Star 90. Oh, Star yeah, 90 yeah, was yeah, the yeah. movie yeah. made with Eric Star 80. Star 80, that's right, yeah. Starting yeah. to do work in um, in a lot of, like, sort of more traditional films. She was really, really an up-and-coming star, and, and she was murdered by her husband. And... Um, and and in in the same way that it's framed, and the same way that OJ's case is framed, and this is something I I talk about a lot because it's one of the areas I focus on in in my actual you know investigative work. Um, we we see these cases where they're sort of celebrated, not celebrated, but they're focused on as very salacious and exciting, and 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 also really rare, like one in a million. When in fact, a lot of these cases are um, are the very um, tragic but mundane. Uh, end result of very typical domestic violence right. and the the more we treat them as these kind of like wow this is so wild and crazy the more people um turn away and sort of shut their eyes to the prevalence of domestic yes violence. yeah i agree with that and, you know and and domestic violence even if you if you aren't just working on like trying to help the the victims and the survivors of it and and prevent that act itself Domestic violence is also the single biggest predictor of mass violence. So when we, you know, when we're starting to see, not starting to see, but for the last two decades where we've been seeing all these, you know, mass shootings and these sort of like spree stabbings and stuff like that. um, I can, it is, it is no work at all for me inside of a minute to go back into that person's background and find domestic violence. uh, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if we want to address 
these mass killings, one of the things we need to do is address the prevalence of domestic violence. Yeah, I agree. Hey, uh, going Sorry, back to what... what I'm no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's so interesting. It's cool. It's, yeah. it's true. Uh, I wanted to go back to what Steven said as far as a uh, uh, of a crime story capturing the nation's attention. I assume, even though it predates all of our times, but I, I would assume the Lindbergh baby kidnapping was probably the biggest one ever. I mean, you're talking about the nation's biggest hero and something like that happens. Is that ever a case you've looked into? You know, I've 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 not looked into it a ton. I mean, I've watched some documentaries on right. it. Um, and actually, the Arden Theater Company, where uh, where I used to work, um, premiered a show called Baby Case, which was actually a musical about the guy. Um, <laughs> okay. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it sounds silly, but it's a really fascinating investigation of whether or not you know there he was wrongfully charged. Whether or not societal prejudices, um, you know, led to him being convicted prematurely, stuff like that. So, wow. um, yeah, it's a fascinating one. But what what I have found, because at my shows, I like to do a lot of digging and focus on these older cases because it, it is a little easier for the audience to kind of have some fun. Sure. Talking right. about I, a case that happened in like the 1800s. It, it, it doesn't feel as ghoulish. If it, it yeah, doesn't yeah. feel as ghoulish. Yeah. And it feels like you kind of have a, there's a permission structure. Right. Um, and, and no matter what, in any of my shows, we, you know, I always preface the show saying that um, we always punch up. So we never, there are no laughs ever at the expense of a victim. Right. There is a lot of laughing at um, idiot suspects and bad police. Work. Okay. So, um, yeah, so we, we, these shows are fun. It's not just me, I promise, lecturing people about domestic <laughs> violence. But, um, you know, what I have found in digging up some of these historical cases is how many cases, especially pre-TV, captivated the nation, where they would, you know, they would be followed in the papers right. for months, and then crowds would gather at the courthouses to, to watch the verdicts and stuff. And one of the most interesting things I've found which still holds true today is that if you can go back the ones where there are photographs like old photographs and yes. type stuff you will see then as now the audience is overwhelmingly female no uh, kidding is that, that is that is one of the amazing uh, so much so that SNL did a parody about the the women watching you know it, it's it's yeah. it's murder porn basically and and, and uh, yeah but it, but it's, but I think there is. I've always been fascinated with it. I've always been fascinated with you know, and it's just because it's so anomalous to mo- to anyone who's sane and you know, uh, in a, it functions in, a, in in the world normally, whatever normal is, that you can't help but look at it and say, how, why, what, what happened? Like you were talking about old stories. The story that I recently revisited is the Leopold and Loeb, the, um, mm-hmm. the the rich young men who just who were very brilliant and wanted the thrill of killing people, and yeah. and so to devise that and that what was that the twenties that took place? Yeah, I think that was late teens or early twenty, and that's another one that you can really go down the rabbit hole of criminal psychology, and that that's an example of a case, and I will cover. Not that one, obviously, yes. but uh, a similar one 
in in this 80s event um, of a phenomenon we call folia due, which is like the foolishness of two. And it's usually Columbine was another example of this, mm. where you had one who was the much stronger personality right. and was really focused on committing this act for pure thrills. And then the other who was uh, really almost incapable of, ex- and that's not to say they're not responsible, they are, um, but that, that they um, couldn't exert um, pushback on these people. And so they kind of got involved and told themselves that they were in, you know, enjoying it as well. And that sounds like the Boston were- Marathon, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the plan the of the bombs. bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah same type of dynamic. One- yeah, the di- the dynamic is really important, and one of the ones that I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go into in this is is uh, is a Bundy, but it is not that Bundy. Huh. Um, it's uh, Carol Bundy and Doug Clark, who were a couple who were um, picking up sex workers and and even some non sex workers, just teenagers, um, at, on the Sunset Strip in L.A. and just committing horrific acts. Wow! And um, ultimately, one of them turned on the other because it really was much more the fascination of one than, than the other. But I won't, I won't spoil all of them. You know, you know why also the 80s is an interesting period to, to look at because it was during the 80s when, um, in general pop culture, the fascination with the slasher films yeah. began. Mm. And so there, there was this sort of, uh, it was proving to be entertainment, you know, uh, but, the, but a lot of people were, were uh, it, there were a lot of notable murders going on during that time frame as well. So uh, do you draw yeah, any confluence? Uh, I'm sorry, I, I cut you off. No, no, just saying that the confluence is. I mean, I, 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 again, if someone's a lunatic, something's going to push them over. It may not be a slasher movie, but do you draw the the the, the confluence there? Um, we so we don't. That's that's a, that's a very very. Um, uh, complicated answer to yeah. to what what feels like a, a simple question. No, we don't. Media does not push people over the edge right. to commit sociopathic acts. Um, now, uh, you know, you talk about the eighties and the and the or the seventies and eighties really is the rise of the slasher film, um, and and you know, and into the early nineties. And it's also you know, in um, criminology terms, sort of tongue in cheek labeled the the golden age of serial killers. <laughs> And part of that has to do. A lot of people have theorized and, and posited, and you can you can read some textbooks on this if you really want to dive in. Um, that that some of that came because it, you know these guys who were who were um, grown into full fledged uh, psychopathic killers and lust killers in in the the seventies, eighties, and nineties were children in the in the forties and fifties and very early sixties when the um, uh, the the like pulp fiction magazines, the true crime magazines, right. were were super popular. And um, again, it's not to say that the magazines made them do that, but there is this theory that holds that as these young boys were uh, coming of age and coming into puberty, that was the only that was the closest thing to porn that they could get. Wow! If you go back and look at the if you look at the images, they're basically porn. Right. But they were available in every drugstore and every grocery store, and so a lot of boys were um, learning to identify uh, their sexuality with violence at that time. Now that in itself doesn't make somebody become a killer. No, but but, they, but there's but that is you get but that. At least at some level, it's like what they talk about now with young men who have been raised on seeing little minute, minute and a half Pornhub clips about intimacy, thinking that's well, how, that's how you do it. Right, right. right. Yeah. And, and again, that on its own uh, absolutely does not 
um, uh, you know, I, I, it doesn't doesn't create this in, in any way. But when you add that as being such a huge part of, of a time period and you put it into the stew of somebody who might have a predisposition, who might be hardwired towards sociopathy or psychopathy. Right. Um, and and then on top of that, any sort of like violence in the home or um, or head trauma, stuff like that. That's when you kind of get this perfect storm. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Sarah Kaling that we're talking to and she's got a show coming up. Uh, it's called Gnarly Carnage, <laughs> Murder 80 style, a night of 80s true crime. Show tomorrow night sold out at uh, Devil's Den, but there's one coming up at the Kyber Pass on September 22nd. Sarah, have yeah. you uh, had a chance to see uh, Only Murders in the Building yet with uh, Steve Martin and Martin Hi. Short and Selena Gomez? Could not love that show more. <laughs> <laughs> I watched every episode twice already. I'm completely obsessed with it because I'm also, you know, I work in documentary film and, right. and investigative podcasts. I've, I've, I've also been obsessed with documentaries my whole life. And when Martin Short said, "It's very PBSy, like <laughs> documentary on the history of boredom," I screamed and I was done. Like I've, I've been so. It ever since. For those who don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a show about uh, true crime uh, f- uh, fans. And uh, they decide they they all listen to this podcast together, and then they decide to kind of start their own. And there's an actual murder that happens in their building, and I'm only two episodes in, so I have one more to go. And I figured that would speak directly to you, though. Mm-hmm. I just, I love it. It's a delightful foray into the into the genre with you know what I mean, where you can really kind of enjoy it and and not feel like you need to take a shower. <laughs> no, no, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the series is well done and is with the classic thing. It, the, the subject matter that it's going after, everyone has secrets. Everyone, right. every participant has something going on. But that, yeah. that again, going back to our general fascination, that goes back, I mean, mystery novels and, and Sherlock Holmes and, and procedurals have been a part of our uh, of our pop culture forever. It, it's just... Forever. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's just something that is is forever interesting. It's the same way you sort of sheepishly have to say, you know, with with, with the mob movies and, and the mafia, and, which is tied, you know, circuitously, or not, maybe a little bit less directly to what you re- research, but it's the same sort of mindset. What compels someone to be a part of this mm-hmm. and, and to live in that lifestyle? And yeah, th- and I think to some extent, too, there is an element in all humans, but I think particularly be, uh, uh, for women, because we are the overwhelming um, proportion of victims of violent crime, there is this, um, the way I kind of sum it up is the devil that you know. And so kind of I think a lot of people have this sense that the more they know or try to understand it, the more they are able to protect themselves from it. And and that that is true or not true to varying degrees depending on the person and their life circumstances. But um, I think that that is what that sort of that evolutionary tick in our brain right. is just like, I want to understand this so I can keep myself you know, safe from it. Sure. Sure. Real quick, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but with Only Murders in the Building, uh, the music on that show is very similar to the music that you'll it's, find in actual podcasts about serial murders. It's the serial, the, the podcast serial, I swear to God, they just lifted it straight from <laughs> straight from that. There's also another little uh, Easter egg that I noticed when um, Selena Gomez's character is, you know, you see her doing these illustrations. And for anybody, any listeners of the podcast Criminal, which is just a wonderful podcast um uh phoebe judge has an artist whose who's name fell out of my brain and now i feel terrible not not crediting them but um on on the website for criminal each episode has like artwork that has been created just for the episode and it 
the 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 only murders in a building artwork looks like it's a nod to the to the criminal artwork so i just love it definitely the people who made this um are 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 deep in the genre i love it no that's very cool very nice. cool uh so when uh, people come to the show uh do i understand you're gonna have some uh, special themed cocktails to fit the event and everything <laughs> Yeah, so, well, the Devil's Den is doing that. They're doing ah. um, that with the tickets. And every venue has their own, you know, has their own thing that they're doing. But um, we'll see. I'll chat with the folks at the Kyber and see if they want to do this as well. But okay. um, what the Devil's Den is doing is flights of very sort of traditional 80s drinks. So it's like Sex on the Beach and Tequila Sunrise. The, yeah, exactly. These right. um, these cocktails that were so popular, these very sugary cocktails in the eighties, um, and you know it's different everywhere. And I've actually I've got shows booked all over the country right now, which is kind of wild to me. Um, so it's probably you know it's going to be different uh, in, in each place. And a lot of shows I do are at breweries, so obviously they're going to do stuff um, you know with their own drinks. But I always tell I always tell the venues you can put blood orange in. <laughs> yeah, be fine. Specialty cocktail. Yeah, as long as you have. That, well, you're talking about having shows all over the country and, and the popularity of what you're doing. <clears throat> I mean, you turn around, if you just look at the general menu of shows available on Netflix or Hulu, there's a whole bunch of true crime, a whole bunch of stuff like literally in your wheelhouse. Are you working on anything? Have you been approached to to uh, to do anything like this? Because I can't think of a better candidate to helm something like this. You are very kind. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, actually, I, um, I've i done a lot. I'm deep in process with a couple of projects right now. Um, a lot of people who, who follow me on social know I have been working for the last two and a half years on a cold case in Mobile, Alabama, and I'm working um, with a, a phenomenal production company called Arc Media. They were the ones that did Who Killed Malcolm X on uh. Netflix. Um, I'm working with them on both a, a podcast and a television documentary series about that case and the investigation and sort of, and again, the sort of societal factors that led to that case being cold for, for nearly 30 years. Um, I'm working with another production company. I don't know how much I, I have to be careful. I'll <laughs> uh, go for it. <laughs> Negotiations are in, in talks with a, um, for a television series with a well-known Network on a serial killer. That's all I can say. Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, and then there is a podcast. Um, uh, in we're in like final negotiation stages right now about a the history of the family of a well-known actor who may or may not be killing people. Oh, wow. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> hey, Sarah, good. we wanted to ask you about, there's there's a current story. I've been reporting it in our uh, Bizarre Files segment uh, for a while now uh, in South Carolina. I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, this prominent legal family uh, where the mother and son were killed a few months ago. And then the husband shows up. He's changing his tire on the side of the road. He gets shot in the head. And this uh, this family has had like a... Uh, 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 their their hands in the the legal processes in this uh, county in South Carolina for generations. They own the law, basically. Yeah, and yeah. there's some really funky things going on there. You haven't seen that yet. I haven't, but I'm Ooh. intrigued. I'm <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. And the yeah, the, the, the yeah. son who was killed was uh, was going to go to trial for the murder of another gal in a boating accident. So there's all kinds of really weird 
interesting things that you might uh, like in that. Yeah, I love rabbit hole cases where yeah. you go, oh my god, <laughs> yes. and then you know, and then you're you're in it for another uh, another you know four hours online. So yeah. All right, we'll take a look at that one, and in the meantime, we'll tell people again about the show coming up on September 22nd at the Kyber Pass. It's 7 p.m. Uh, if you would like to go to tickets to Gnarly Carnage Murder 80 style, uh, you can go to what's the best place uh, to way to get tickets. I think- the best place right now is Eventbrite because you can and you can search me on Eventbrite, which again that's so wild for me to even say. Um, you know, a couple of the places have already put links up. I have shows coming up in um, Baltimore. I've got a couple in Atlanta. I've got um, a couple more in Mobile, Alabama. I'm in talks with some some spots in Boston, um, and I actually just literally this morning launched a brand new website which i have to shout out um uh aaron uh i'm, I'm gonna look at his name prison yeah i've been friends with this guy for years and i just can't say just that. learned his last name um uh yeah so well no because i just call him aaron Prue. <laughs> calls him. but uh at any rate the fabulous aaron Prue has spent the last few weeks racing to put together um just a really fantastic website to, to be ready so we could talk about it today um and on there It'll have a calendar. We'll have ticket links to all of um, all of the upcoming shows. It'll have contact um, pages. So if a venue wants to have a true crime event at their space, you can reach out to me on there. Or if you are a uh, a person or a police agency in need of some some consultation on a cold case, you can reach out to me there too. So that is KaylinInvestigations.com. I'm on and it right now. We'll I'm make it. it right we'll now. make it easy. We'll make it easy for our listeners, and we'll we'll put yeah, a link on uh, PressNC.com. And, and everything. So um, that is out in the world. Thank you, Aaron Prue. Um, and and folks can find all of the you know the dates and ticket links to upcoming shows on there. Awesome. All right, Sarah. Uh, enjoy your time at the show. Thanks for coming on again. I'm sure we'll talk sometime down the road. Yes. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> thank you guys so much. Have a great day. Excellent. You too. All right, Sarah Kaylee. She knows her true crime and uh, 80s style is what she's going with. That's this a great time. period. Yeah. We're going to break. We're going to come back in a moment. And uh, Bizarre File Stories will be next in, in a little bit. We also have another announcement Ooh. this morning, which might have some ticket giveaways with it, too. We'll see. We'll be back in a moment. Get what you want when you want it. MMR on demand. Preston and Steve's Daily Rush, Sarah's Rock Breakdown, MMR Podcasts, the latest videos and interviews with your fave artists, and lots more. Click the On Demand tab at WMMR.com. Bizarre file and then an announcement. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Horizon. For a limited time, Horizon Services lets you name your price on Horizon's full 21-point tune-up. Don't wait. Name your price ends on September 10th. You can visit horizonservices.com. A former NASA engineer has spent a year building the world's tallest slime volcano. And it's awesome. That sent a tower of green goo exploding 250 feet into the sky. It's massive. It's unbelievable. Once you think it's done, you're wrong. There's still more to come. Mark Rober spent 12 months designing the volcano after breaking the world record in an attempt last year, which saw red goo soar at 60 feet. This went 250. Uh, He has smashed that record using what he called a bomb-proof Five-ton steel volcano, which he spent a year designing. 
Uh, footage shows the YouTuber watching as the bright green plume of elephant toothpaste, they call it, shoots 250 feet into the air during a surprise for a young blood cancer sufferer named Brody. Uh, the stunt is part of a chemical reaction with hydrogen peroxide, soap dish, and yeast in warm water. A uh, video shows Rober and Brody watching as the green plume erupts into the air uh, from the steel structure. The volcano, which was 20% bigger than the previous year's attempt, was made from five tons of steel all fused together. In the footage, Rover explains that he designed the structure to sit on a plinth of concrete attached with 33 quarter-inch bolts with a total clamping force of 80 tons. <laughs> Rover placed four troughs inside the volcano chamber, each filled with the catalyst, which is then dumped into the solution into the green-tinted hydrogen peroxide pool below. He and Brody can be seen watching from behind a transparent shelter as the green elephant toothpaste shoots 250 feet above the volcano. Uh, the substance appears to separate in the air before landing on and around the base of the volcano to jubilant cries as the local mayor and the fire service <laughs> watch on when it happened. It's it's really, really cool. Yeah, and they had to obviously secure the container to make it that focused so it would shoot up that high. Yep, and uh, Brody didn't know that the fellow cancer patient uh, but heard his, qu- his uh, quad bike was stolen and chose to replace it. Uh, Rober can be heard telling the viewers in the video, he managed to surprise Brody, by the way, who believed that he had flown out for a day of medical tests and meetings with specialists. This was like a... Uh, That's awesome. Um, he had done uh, Make-A-Wish before, and uh, the, the guy had heard about him, and he got this set up for him to watch. It's so cool, man. So I thought that's a great story. All right, this one is out of Sandwich, Massachusetts. A sandwich man faces driving under the influence charges after police say he dragged a 19-foot boat behind his vehicle. I'm no, sandwich man. With no trailer. No trailer? <laughs> Just drug the boat? Yep. At about 1.30 a.m. Saturday. How? Sandwich police said an officer was nearly struck head-on by a vehicle pulling a boat trailer on the service road, but the boat had fallen off the trailer I was just on and the was being dragged in oh the opposite god. lane of traffic. Oh, my God. After avoiding a collision, the officer was able to stop the driver. John Ferguson was arrested and charged with operating under the influence, negligent operation, and marked lanes violations as well. Wow. Well, like something out of a horror movie, a mass of pizza dough has started to grow in a dumpster that it was discarded in. Uh, The dough was tossed by a Domino's Pizza employee while preparing for Hurricane Ida. And now, one resident has documented the dough's growth. What was only a blob when it was first pitched into the Covington Pizzeria's dumpster has now risen and spilled out onto the concrete. It's bubbling out of this. It it, it is sort of sci-fi looking. It's like, it's like the blob. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the dough monster continued to grow in its metal cage as temperatures rose into the 90s throughout the weekend. One resident, uh, Nicole Amstutz, had documented the blob's growth since Wednesday via her social media account where she describes herself as a snaction reporter. Uh, Armstice's Facebook posts have received massive amounts of attention, huh. but it's gotten big and bubbled up out. It, like, filled up this entire dumpster. <laughs> you, you don't normally think about those things, but of course that's what would yeah. happen. Uh, Steve, side note, have you done anything with the uh, mother from uh Yes, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeding it, okay. so I'm feeding it. Still I, alive. I, I, yes, okay. and I, 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 am, I cannot... Describe how nervous I am to try to make a sourdough. I thought I was going to do it, but I'm keeping it alive. It's doing quite well. Right. The mother yeast yes. that was sent to Steve from Tom Papa. Yeah, so. but I'm terrified to make a crappy 
sourdough bread and have to present that to Tom Papa. The Iowa State Patrol says a motorcyclist was killed in the northeastern corner of Iowa when he was hit by a kayak. Kayak? Kayak. That had fallen from a trailer. Uh, the crash happened uh, Sunday morning on a county road. Investigators Man, say people can't keep their boats on trailers. 75-year-old John Theon was northbound on the road just before 11 a.m. and was approaching a southbound pickup truck pulling a trailer loaded with kayaks. One of the kayak. kayaks fell from the trailer, uh, and it hit his motorcycle, and, and it caused a crash, and it killed him. That's oh, tough. my God. Yeah, so uh, the patrol continues to investigate the fatal crash. Uh, then we'll do one more story, and, uh, yep, I'm going to end on a messed up one here. An Oklahoma man is behind bars accused of shooting his own mother. Police report uh, that the details of what happened earlier, they reported the details of what happened Wednesday. 50-year-old Glenn Gregg is being charged with shooting with intent to kill. Uh, He told a 911 dispatcher, I tried to kill my mother. As a 78-year-old mother shrieked in the background and she screamed, he he said, I shot her in the head and the stomach and she's walking around with blood all over her. How the hell did you do that? Uh, in fact, in agony, the mother could be te- heard demanding answers from her son. Why would you do such a thing? <laughs> Why did you do this? Why? Mom's tough, man. Officers arrived. And by the way, she survived. So, oh, my God. shot her in the head and stomach. Officers arrived to find the mother covered in blood, naked, and was sitting in a chair in the living room. Go cut me a switch. <laughs> uh, Greg told officers that he drank a big bottle of whiskey throughout the day. When they asked him why he shot his mother, he said, I was trying to put her out of my, her misery. <laughs> Had she determined she was in misery? And he also said, she's going insane. And he told officers his dad was in the hospital and his mother thinks that his dad can get back home from the hospital. But he didn't have any way of getting his father back into the house. When asked what the mother was doing uh, to make him think that she was insane... He said she doesn't understand that he's unable to bring his father home. Okay. Greg said he just snapped and shot his mother while she slept in bed before calling 911 himself. I love her so much, I'm going to have to shoot her. Uh, The mother's in the hospital. She's in stable condition. They're still confirming exactly how many times she was shot and where on her body she was hit. 78. Yeah. And survives. Yep. All right. And that is what I have. It's amazing. It's our file. It is. Are we ready for an announcement? Yeah. I'm ready to give it to you. Sounds like a broken record, but this show, Friday, October 8th, will be at the Academy of Music, and it stars none other than John Mulaney. (laughs) The 14th show added to his run in Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah. 14 shows. Tickets go on sale today at noon. All 13 13 of his other shows, the Academy of Music, are sold out. That's un, that's incredible. Uh, uh, yes. Are multiple I'm people buy, are people buying multiple tickets? It's crazy. I don't I don't doubt it, but he is he's absolutely one of the best working now. Yep. So I think that's the attraction. You can click concerts at WMMR.com for more information, or you can be caller number 14. At 215-263-WMMR, we will get you those tickets before they go on sale. So once again, it's the 14th show, John Mulaney, October 8th, 9.30 p.m. at the Academy of Music. Tickets go on sale today at noon. So we'll take the 14th caller. We'll give you tickets to that show. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Lesson question, trash and music news coming up next. Stream WMMR.
WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're in the O's for the Back School A2Z. Red Hot Chili Peppers giving us that song. What's going to be next? Any other others? What's wrong? I just hear... Come on. This stupid computer. You have to have, like, an attachment to charge it for some reason, and the attachment's gone. So I can't oh, charge my computer. You I have die. an adapter is what you're talking about for the for the power cord. I've seen you use it. Yeah. What is up with the power cords and these stupid Apple products? I will tell you what God, the deal I'm is. I'm so tired they of having to replace them. them. Every seven minutes. Uh, 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 so that you can spend a quarter of a million dollars yeah. on proprietary <laughs> extension cords. Oh, my God. And I want to go to uh, Cupertino and strangle every engineer <laughs> with my 300 old useless power oh cords. Oh, my God. Wasn't that, wasn't that Steve Jobs' philosophy, keep it a closed system? And yes. then that way people right. are going to have to buy more components they, from you? Right. But they keep cha- the power cord has been the bane of existence for every Apple person for years because, you know, I just ordered... I ordered a brand new one. I ordered a knockoff. Oh. It came a couple days ago. Yeah. I, I said, come on, it's going to work. the work. Yeah. It does not it work. Does. It doesn't work? No. Uh. It does not. Yeah, so, I bought a... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. This is like an older computer, and so there's like this little tiny adapter that goes on the on the computer and so now because it's gone i can't plug my charger in so i can't charge my computer well, wait a second do you want you Here, want I can, you can borrow mine it'll fit kathy just shove it in real hard i've uh i've learned to not lick the end of it yeah spit on it real yeah. quick <laughs> and then shove it in there we go oh it does fit <laughs> i told you it'll fit is it like this uh no nick's works. this is USB C. mine's the right size for kathy why does yours work and not mine Chemistry. we have the same computer yeah. he's more committed yeah <laughs> i do a little bit of work ahead of time yours doesn't look like his right <laughs> by the way i've learned to not buy knockoff electronics because we had a uh it was a couple <laughs> generations xbox uh a while back and the uh, uh the 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 charger, the, the the plug that you plug in, it's got that big brick on it, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a power converter. Uh, but anyhow, so I, I'm like, those things are god-awful expensive. So I'm like, we'll get this other brand or used or whatever it was, and it'll work fine. It worked fine, but when you plug it in, it goes... <laughs> and you just have to deal with that while you're... While you're playing games. So, I, uh, I'm, you know, I do, I do tons of tech research. I yeah. know my stuff. Yeah. But I, I, and this was Apple approved. But you're right. Just go, let, what you do is drop your trousers. Exactly. Like, turn right. around. Yeah. yeah. That's what you got to do. Because they got you over a barrel, man. All right. I'm going to the jail. Thank you, Kathy. Yeah, sorry about that. All right, it's okay. <laughs> Fargan ice holes. Uh, we're going to do today's lesson question. And the question we're going to go with concerns Kathy Romano. Ooh. 
We're going to give away Zack Snyder's Justice League Ooh. on 4K Ultra HD. You made the same sound yesterday. <laughs> you know what? I actually got an advanced copy, and it looks glorious. The question that we have for you is Dr. Mike is going to have to check which of Kathy's body parts <laughs> <laughs> to see if she has cancer there. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. All right, Dr. Mike's going to have to check which of Kathy's body parts to see if she has cancer there. 215-263-WMMR is the number. By the way, when I got in the car to go to the doctor yesterday, um, I put you guys on, and the, you were going right to commercial, and the only thing I heard was... Sizzling Dion. <laughs> and I don't even know what it was a reference to, but I was like, that sounds pretty funny. <laughs> hey, we're, we're almost decent. Yeah. Can I can I mention something I sure. overheard from you, Kathy, just a little while ago? Yeah. I'd see you answer your phone, I'd just hear you go, What's wrong? <laughs> and I'm like, is that how she answers the phone? So if you wanna try to figure out why she and What's Dr. Wrong? Mike have the robust conversations that they have, they're both incredibly high strung. <laughs> That was her hello. Yeah. What's, What's wrong? wrong? Well, because I get a text message that says, can I take medicine from Jace? I'm like, what are okay. you talking? What? Right. What's no? That merits a what's wrong. All right. Uh, call now. Let's see if you know the answer. We're going to do the trash for you. Call now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Jersey Mike's. You can order through the Jersey Mike's app for free delivery on Saturdays. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, rapper Lil Uzi Vert says that large pink diamond he had implanted in his forehead got ripped out by fans while he was crowd surfing. The incident apparently panicked Vert into immediately having his diamond-studded Prince Albert removed. Oh, Oh, my God. Dwayne Dog Chapman is a husband again after marrying Francie Frayne Thursday night at a Colorado Springs estate. Chapman wrote his own vows thanking Frayne for making him, making him a better man, then proved it by dropping just 18 racist and homophobic slurs. Oh my God. And finally, Britney Spears' boyfriend of four years, Sam Eshkari, was seen shopping for rings at Cartier in Beverly Hills, raising engagement rumors. The saleswoman who waited on Ashkari would not say if the ring was for Britney, but did reveal that Ashkari insisted that it be resistant to drool. <laughs> that's your Hollywood track. All right, we're going to see if we can get a winner here. We're looking for the answer to this question. Dr. Mike is going to have to check which part of Kathy's body for cancer. And I will go to Mike P., our first caller. And hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning, Preston. All right, Mike, what part of Kathy's body is Dr. Mike going to have to check? Her testicles? Yeah, her testicles. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, hang on, Mike. Uh, we're going to take you up to Zack Snyder's Justice League on 4K Ultra HD. And the visionary director's cut, Batman and Wonder Woman, United Team of Metahuman to Save the Planet. You can own it now on 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Pennsylvania Lottery. Tonight's Powerball jackpot now has an estimated annuity of $388 million. $388 million. Buy at a retailer on a line. At huh? a retailer online. Uh, Pennsylvania Lottery proceeds benefit order Pennsylvania, older Pennsylvanians. <laughs> Uh, every day, players must be 18 or older, and please play responsibly. Yes, I'd like to order some Pennsylvanians, please. <laughs> Any size will do. Radiohead are teasing fans on social media with the possibility of a joint 20th anniversary reissue of their 2000s albums, Kid A and Amnesiac. 
Uh, the 30-second clip shows a pair of hands trying uh, to tape together CD copies of the two projects. Kid A and Amnesiac were released seven months apart in 2000-2001, respectively. Uh, Radiohead guitarist Ed O'Brien told NME last year that the band might be celebrating the two albums, saying, due to the nature of it, I can't fully reveal anything, but there have been talks about ways of doing something. Everything gets thrown up in the air with coronavirus, so a lot of ideas are being mooted, he says. Allison Chains guitarist and vocalist Jerry Cantrell, Soundgarden guitarist Kim Thale, and original Pearl Jam drummer Dave Cruzen are going to take part in the Sounds of Seattle Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, which is taking place February 17th through the 20th of next year in Los Angeles. Is that one of those deals where fans can go and hang out and yeah. get lessons and stuff like that? Correct. Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp was created 25 years ago to provide real people the once-in-a-lifetime experience of connecting and jamming with their musical heroes. Would you do something like that if like, there was a drummer camp um, with all your the people that you admire? There was a time yeah. when absolutely I definitely would have done something like this. Now it wouldn't, I don't know if it It'd kind of be a waste of money. I mean, I'm not trying to be a working musician or anything like that. So. You know, people do. Uh, like, for example, our uh, friend Jim Antez, I think, went to a, 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 a like a ba- baseball fantasy camp. Yeah, those yeah. are very popular. Absolutely. Uh, Thales said in a statement: the past few years have been unusually difficult and at times truly bizarre for the nation and world in general, and for the music industry and rock bands in particular. I am super excited about the opportunity to connect and re-engage with fellow musicians and fans at the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Bring your favorite acts. Let's jam at Rock Camp. In addition, uh, Stephen Perkins, uh, he's in that um, documentary, Steve, yeah. Count Me In, that we were talking about. He's from Jane's Addiction. He'll be there. He was actually, he, he was, was really, good. really good. Yeah. I, I was aware of him, but he is uh, featured prominently, and Preston, he appears to be a damn good drummer. Yeah, and he has a lot of fun. He has a, a yeah. great appreciation for uh, drummers, music, all of it, uh, and having a good time playing music. Uh, Mike Kroger will also be there, uh, Monty Pittman, Adam Curry, uh, Joel Hoekstra, Peter Klett, Ava Gardner, Clem Pufferman, <laughs> Tommy Black, Britt Lightning. They will all take part in the event. Uh, former Metallica bassist Jason Newstead revealed why he was always seen on stage wearing the band's T-shirts. He said, I believed in myself and I believed in my band. I would do... Um, I would do whatever I could. Did he believe in peanut butter? What was in within my power? Uh, why? You remember that old commercial? Don't no, you? I don't remember. If that. you believe in peanut butter, I don't remember that. Uh, was it for like, was it for a peanut butter brand? It's actually for birth control. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it was. It was for, uh, for peanut butter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he said, "What was it within my power to promote and uh, afford our success?" You know what I do remember though? What sizzling? Yeah, sizzling Dion. That great concert in Montreal. Uh, so he goes on to say, I would sacrifice myself in any manner asked. There were no limits. I would do whatever it took, what I could possibly do in my limited knowledge and experience to play my role to the best of my ability to make us successful. He went on to say, flying the colors made me, as Jason Isbell says, black metal t-shirt my shield. And it was. And it always was. And it was the name of my effing band across the front. And guess what? There is no bigger one. So... I pridefully wear this. I fly my colors more pridefully than any Hell's Angel or whatever through all of time. Uh, He went on to say, and one little side note that goes along with doing what I can for the cause. If you go back and you talk to the guy after the show that comes to Lars about the dough, he says, hey, by the way, Jay, you know the executioner shirt that you've been wearing the last three days? Well, it outsold everything else by 40%. So take that with you, okay? And everybody gets that money. Manager, crew, crew guy, band guy. 
Everybody shares that money, so there you go, bro, is what he <clears> said. <throat> uh, so that's why he would... For marketing. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. There you go. I did not know. Oh, say the cl- clap your hands. Yes, that's from the Peter Pan story. Right, uh, clapping helps save them. Right, Marissa's amazing. She just grabbed that. Thank you for verifying my Thank childhood you. memories and my love of peanut butter. Totally an inferior peanut butter product. It is. Shut <laughs> your hole. No, Shut sucks. your hole. It's better than freaking Jim. No, it's Get not. Jim is the best. Which, which one was junk? Which one was chunky? Uh, well, Peter Pan had chunky. They all have chunky. Yeah, Jeff has yeah. chunky. Peter Pan. No. Yes. If you believe in peanut butter, <laughs> clap your goddamn hands. All right, can we all agree that Skippy sucked? No. No, Skippy was good. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Skippy was good. It was very <laughs> It was very creamy, right? Skippy yes. was the creamiest. Creamy. Uh, Jeff was the best. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Casey. I didn't even think Which one did the Ned Funicello push? Although I've been She was Skippy. Yeah, yeah, and she used to cream. I mean, I, Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Good God! Uh, lately, I've been going with the um, Acme store brand organic chunky peanut butter. That is the best. What the hell happened to you? Well, so I do uh, look at him. Peanut butter He's disappointing me. He's all skinny now. Uh, peanut butter and honey sandwiches. Peanut butter. Peanut butter. Uh, peanut butter and honey sandwiches are only good with chunky peanut butter. Uh, it's a proven fact. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was trying to go organic because... All right. If I, I may, here, here, here's a litmus test. What peanut butter would you be most inclined to put on a, uh, like a rice cake? A rice cake? Mm-hmm. Jif. Jif? Okay. Jif creamy. Crap on a rice cake. <laughs> Peanut butter on a rice cake? Oh. You know where peanut butter fails uh, massively is where you... As put, an adhesive. Yeah, well, no, well, no. probably, but... No, it's uh, not that bad. If you put, a, you put a bagel in a toaster, and oh. then you try to butter a bagel with peanut butter? Mm. No. Oh, right through the hole. I, I peanut just butter agree. on a bagel? Oh, peanut yes. Butter, yes. Trying to make right. like a, a English muffin. Well, yeah, that's English what I'm saying. English muffin. No, that's why I'm saying it's inferior, because right. all the, the peanut butter just uh, siphons okay. down. Well, if you want the correct answers, Preston is right on the English muffin, and then... But Nick is right, too, about being bold with a bagel. You're the governing body? Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to boast about this, right. but there is a document in Sweden. <laughs> the hey, by the way, by the way, so I, listen, to be honest, all three of them are good. I just, I grew up eating Peter Pan, Peter, but I, I you know what we should have? We should do a blind taste test. We should. Do you, you know what? do that tomorrow? Uh, uh, yeah, bring it on in. Yeah, Br- see bring it, bitch. See if we can actually tell the difference between Peter Pan, Jif, and Skippy. And Skippy. Or you just, you rank the one you like best. And you may be surprised. It might be like the the you know the Pepsi Coke challenge. But have you ever had it made like it, have it made at the uh, like the Whole Foods or whatever where they they grind it up? Yeah, the machine. I never have done that. So, <laughs> what you find out is that if you do it that way, the peanut butter is like a quarter of a million calories. Mm-hmm. Like because right. like, there's no you know there's no deoiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. But during the taste test, you have to promise that whenever you're guessing Skippy, you have to say damn first, and then you say damn Skippy, damn Skippy. That's good. Yeah, I, anyhow. <laughs> Let's uh, What's wrong with you? Let's try and let's try and do the uh, the woman is hurting the blind taste test tomorrow. Wait, and Kathy will legitimately be blind; she won't I be able to see her eyes and her shoulders. Wouldn't it be wild if she eats the peanut butter and then cures everything? Right. 
Oh, my God. No, I actually think peanut butter is... I probably shouldn't have peanut butter. It does not make me feel good, but I do love it. No, no, then don't have it tomorrow. You no, no, be... I want to play. Yeah. No, yeah, I want to see her break out. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're doing for show and tell tomorrow? Oh, uh, we play... We're supposed no, to do show no, and tell tomorrow, I, but... No, I need more prep time. Maybe we can all show and tell different types of peanut butter. <laughs> I don't know what I want to play. How about we finish music news? What? Right, and then we'll this figure all this out. <laughs> <laughs> You're not here to tell the type? All right. Finally, I like, a, like a, a technology that's been gone for 50 years. KYW doesn't even use it anymore. They don't do they? use And they, you know what? Remember they used to have that? Yeah. I, I always loved it. To me, it I always, hated it. Yeah. Oh, I hated it. Anyway. Peanut butter. Just released. It's Bob Marley and the Whalers. The Capitol Session 73. The closed door in-studio performance was filmed and recorded October 1973. The Peter Pan Session. At the Capitol Records Tower in Los Angeles by legendary producer Denny Cordell. Wow. And the set is available as CD-DVD package and standalone CD and a bunch of different uh, formats, including vinyl. Um, filmed. The press release said filmed 10 years after their formation, Bob Marley and the Whalers already had several established hits through the ska and rock city eras. Gaining recognition stateside, including a few shows with Bruce Springsteen at Max's Kansas City in New York, uh, in New York City. Uh, they then went on to tour with Sly and the Family Stone before they had been unceremoniously dumped from the tour. This led the band, Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, Joe Higgs, Aston Barrett, Carlton Barrett, and Earl Lindo making wow. their way to Hollywood to do this session. I'd be very interested in seeing and hearing this. Just a quick question. Did you say that Max's Kansas City is in New York City? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the name of the, oh, yeah. of the place. Yeah, I think I've heard they, of it. they go there in uh, Almost Famous. Okay. Uh, I think. Right. Okay. I, I think I'm right. kind of believe you. They have a flight of peanut butter. And that is what I have in music news for you. All right. Um, a reminder, we made an announcement about MMR's Money Clips. It starts on Monday, $500, seven times a day, your chance to win. So that's Monday through Friday. <laughs> it blows my mind. 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 12 noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. And you can go to WMMR.com to get the details of what you need to know. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, get ready. To wrap up the program. Oh, and Kathy, mm-hmm. we need a secret text word caller, please. 38. Wow. All right. Whoa. Caller 38. There you go, Connor. 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock with Jackson's local shots. That's right. And this month's artist is Foxtrot and the Get Down. See him live at the MMRBQ. Trot and the Get Down, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Our house. 93.3 WMMR. CSN. Long Graham Nash wrote about a day with him and Joni Mitchell. Just... Swinging by, picking up a bass, and uh, yeah. going back home and lighting a fire. Pierre's told us that story before. It's really what it is. It's a wonderful thing. It's a great song. Our house in the O's for the Back to School A to Z, 93.3 WNMR, presented by Springfield Mitsubishi. Hey, we were looking for a winner for the secret text word, and it was caller number 38 that Kathy called out. We are looking for that person, and it happens to be Jared. Hey, Jared, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, Jared. Do you know our secret text word? It's pizza. 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 Yeah. Yeah. 
You got it, sir. Hang on a second, Jared, because for you, going to give you tickets to see this band, Breaking Benjamin. They are playing a special show at Montage Mountain with Papa Roach and Memphis May Fire. This is going to be Saturday, September 18th at the Pavilion. And uh, tickets are available now via Ticketmaster. Complete details at WMMR.com. And then we grabbed a random texter, and that was Joe Marquart. Marquart. Quart. Q-U-A-R-T. Uh, from Philadelphia. So you get to go to the show as well. And I've been told these are the best seats in the house. That's what they're saying. So we'll take care of you, my friend. Congratulations. And uh, enjoy the show. I would like to thank our guest, Sarah Kayleen, for being on Kayleen Investigations. Uh, two shows in Philadelphia, September 8th and 15th. The 8th is sold out. The 15th you can go to. Details at WMMR.com. But it's a it's a true crime show. Uh, it's an 80s theme one this time around. And there's some, there's some fun. There's some comedy. There's some serious stuff. There's cocktails. There's food and stuff like that. And if true crime is your thing, you will want to go. She's really cool. She knows her stuff. She absolutely knows her stuff. Yep. So it was uh, nice to have her on this morning. And a reminder, we announced that a 14th show with John Mulaney... Uh-huh. Is coming to town. Uh, it will be October 8th, a Friday at the Academy of Music 930 show. Tickets go on sale today at 12 noon. And we also announced the return of MMR's Money Clips contest, and that starts on Monday. I wonder outside, so with Mulaney's 14 show run, outside of a, of a what they call a residency, mm-hmm. what what was the longest run of a performer I was thinking Se- selling out shows, for a comedian, uh, or well, I was thinking about. Remember when uh, Billy Joel would do it in the garden for a long yeah, stretch, right? You know, but that was he did like was, a month. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. A residency though. That was a residency. Yeah, yeah. It was okay. Considered a residency, but it wasn't just a month. I think it went on for. A, he did several dates yeah. over the course of a year. year. Wow. Yeah. So um, what? What the run that prompted the addition of shows to meet. You know the the uh, demand of the audience. I'm just curious. Well, I, I mean, it's it's a great question. It's a trivia question because yeah. I, I don't know the answer. But but uh, you know, sometimes what I that rare that show business phrase by popular demand is absolutely bogus because right. there is no. I mean, it's just nonsense. What, what do the people That's gather the outside? Saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by popular demand, let's put on another show. We could make some more dough. <laughs> um, but the. Um, but sometimes there is a genuine explosion of interest. And one of those that really was spontaneous was the Hooters at the Tower Theater. They hold the record for consecutive nights in a row at the Tower Theater, which was six or seven nights in a row in 85 or 86. Wow. They put on a show, sold out. Put on the next one, sold out. Put on the next one, sold out. And um, David Bowie only has four. Bruce Springsteen only has four. Uh, the Hooters have six, possibly seven. It's so, amazing. Bruce so did a stretch. That can in, happen. Bruce did a stretch in South Philly, um, maybe fifteen, sixteen years ago, and it was uh, several at the Wells Fargo Center. But the Spectrum was still there too, and so that was like eight or nine. Um, and they were all sold out too. And you know, really? Yeah, yeah. Because I I bought tickets for my well, parents to remember that to go see him at the Spectrum, and um, and my dad said it was one of the greatest concerts he's ever seen. So, uh, you know, there are certain artists who can do it, but they probably have to do it in a in a city that's friendly to them. You know, right. Philly would be an example of that. Right. Yeah. Um, there there are some. So mm-hmm. there you go. Interesting. How you doing, man? Good day. Well, you just played Our House, uh, which is so cool, and synchronicitous. Uh, I love that word, and it's those con- those little connections. And I'm walking right past one of our latest additions to our art on the wall. Uh, but Graham Nash, who wrote that song, uh, sells his lyrics online to some of his great songs, Our House, Teach Your Children, things like that. 
And um, I, he, you can get them at his shows and stuff. And I got one online, and um, they're, um, you know, they're limited edition. This is five hundred. This number is two hundred nineteen out of five hundred. But it is the lyrics of our house with this cool little um, drawing of a house with two cats in the yard. Huh. But um, and it's signed. But I sent it up to him where he lives in New York, and he's custom signed it for MMR. Oh, that's great. Personalize uh, it to yeah. say WMMR. That's great. So he goes on the top part to MMR, the radio station, and a, a line and under na- underneath that just a G for Graham. Mm-hmm. And then underneath uh, the Graham Nash, he goes to my friends, not just a house, but also a home wow. of rock and roll. Wow. And this hangs right in front of the entrance to uh, <gasps> Studio 4F. That's great. Uh, and this is kind of subtle. A lot of people haven't noticed it yet, but uh, we just got that in the last uh, month or so. That's so excellent. That's man. pretty cool. I and love our, that. Our great uh, framer, by the way, who needs great credit, uh, Original Images, Gail Fogel, uh, framed this and did a beautiful, beautiful job on it. Uh, original images is out there if you need good framing. I got to go across the hall and uh, peruse the new editions. I may do that today. There's some new ones. There's about maybe ten new ones and a lot of older ones, but mm-hmm. we haven't had space for them. And now right. we have an abundance of space. I love it. We'll have to do a video tour sometime yes. uh, in the near future. I of do that. That. Like a yeah. night in the museum. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know what I want to do? The letter of the day. You good to go? I want to do that. <laughs> Here we go. Preston and Steve <laughs> on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. T as in Tom Tomorrow. All right, and Tom Tomorrow may have a chance to win Metallica, the Black Album, remastered deluxe box set, and a collector's edition Metallica. Wherever I may roam, Varsity Jacket. Metallica marks the 30th anniversary of its self-titled fifth album, a.k.a. the Black Album, with two landmark releases, both out September 10th on the band's own Blackened Records. Uh, Metallica.com to pre-order now, and it comes with a whole bunch of different versions, CDs, DVDs, uh, laminates, and uh, guitar pick, lyric folder, blah, 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 a whole bunch of stuff. So you could win that on Friday. So we'll do the uh, letters uh, tomorrow and then Friday, and we'll give that away. Uh, What's up on the show today, my man? By the way, um, speaking of uh, our, I don't know what that room is now called, the green room or the room outside of Studio 4F, because you have the Preston Steve Acme Lounge. I guess that's the Jock Lounge. Jock Lounge, okay. Uh, so in that uh, room is a, a ton of signed stuff, uh, and when we do our video tour, you'll see everything from uh, something as vintage as a song from 1969, Our House, to Metallica, signed posters to MMR, to The Struts, to The Foo Fighters, to ACDC. Um, Lincoln Parks has a beautiful signed picture to MMR. It's amazing. Rancid signed a guitar, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, so we've got we got a lot of history here, nice. but that room's got a lot of special stuff, and we will have that online for you soon. In terms of the A to Z, much the same thing: older stuff, newer stuff. By the way, yesterday I must comment: you guys started the M's mm-hmm. at about maybe ten o'clock, ten ten fifteen ish. You had um, Machine Head was your first M. And then your second one was Madison Blues uh, by George Thurgood. So um, sometimes people wonder how long this goes. Um, I had M's through my whole show. Jackson had M's. Uh, I was at the gymnasium listening to Jackie. And the M's wrapped up with my Sharona from The Knack, (laughs) my way from blanking Frank Sinatra, (laughs) And uh, Mystery Achievement was the last one from uh, The Pretenders. What a one. 
about ten fifteen last wow. night. Wow! So that's I mean that's almost yeah. twelve hours because you you guys started the M's alone at about ten fifteen uh, a.m. and it wrapped up about ten fifteen p.m. last night. So that's it's pretty wild. cool stuff. Yeah. Nice. So we uh, you're in the O's and the hours. So you did our house. I've got another our house. I've got some outs, uh, a fair number of outs, a few overs, and then some P's to get to. Excellent. Speaking my of which, favorite I letter. Go so bad. <laughs> He's got to go to the bathroom. Let's talk for a few more minutes. So um, I'm dreaming of waterfalls. Uh, waterfalls and and the gushing sound of water over streams. Water over streams. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also by Square Outback. And their end-of-season showroom sale, Route 309 in Hatfield or DeckSupplies.com. Tomorrow on the program, comedian Dan Cummins. Yes. And we'll either do show-and-tell or a blind peanut butter taste test. I don't know which one. I think we've got to go peanut butter. One peanut of those. butter. Which, by the way, I'm losing horribly in our Twitter poll. Nobody likes oh, Peter no. Pan. I'm the only one. But go ahead and vote, if you will. Uh, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. It's Super Start Battery Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. That means you can get up to a $25 gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of your Super Start Battery. Return power, performance, and reliability to your car, truck, motorcycle, and more with Super Start Batteries only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.